Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. I'm pumped today. Uh, we have Tim Tackle in the house. I could say longtime friend, I think, at this point. Um, four years? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a long time. Yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a Hollywood marriage, actually. I think so. Maybe a probably couple longer. marriages. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. Said it's probably two or three. So we, we actually were just talking about how we kind of crossed paths, which we'll get into. Yeah. But as I always do, I'm going to let you give a little bit of your background, uh, where you're from, your journey thus far, and just dive right in. And just really quick, we'll I'll post pictures. Those of you are literally sipping almost full cups of tequila. <laughs> so so if you see this, don't think it's wine. We have to be right as of right yeah, this, now. This is a little more classy than the uh, solo cups we're going to go for. Uh, with the LaCroix chaser, let it be done. <laughs> yeah. All right, so tell us, Tim Tim is a young boy. Tim is a young boy. All right, yep. Yeah, so grew up in Houston, Texas. Okay, I knew it was Texas, I wasn't sure. Just south, so a little... Uh, Where Beyonce's from. Yeah, yeah. You know, we were kind of best friends, but she forgot about me when she got big. Okay. I was going to play that later on, but that's okay. Yeah, that's all right. We won't talk about that one. Um, <laughs> In a little town called NASA Bay, it's not really little, it's right across from NASA, so Johnson Space Center, Mission Control, Houston, we have a problem. Literally at the end of my street is Johnson Space Center, so we grew up there until I was about 18, ended up going to the Naval Academy, had a different little route to get there than most people. I don't, do I know this? I don't know. Okay, because we before this... Tim was like, kind of like, what do you want to rap about? I'm like, I'll leave it open as anyone that listens knows. Um, but I'm always impressed when our young kiddos can take on. My brother, I have three younger brothers, two military, um, one deep in lacrosse. And my me and then my second brother, he tried to get into the Naval Academy. He's like incredibly smart. Um, got endorsed by a congressman or something. Like he did yeah, everybody's got to get endorsed either by a congressman, senator, or if your parents served, you're going to get a congressional or a presidential nomination. Okay, it's okay. So, so that's a it's a big deal. If anybody doesn't deal. know, it's it's really hard. I think it's like is it like two percent or one percent of all applicants get in or something crazy. We probably look that up. Okay, <laughs> so Tim, Tim's a big deal, but <laughs> no, I'm not at all. I'm impressed by like how at what 17, 16, 17, you can make that decision to do that. Like, yeah, tell me actually, about that process. Yeah, it's kind of funny because um, grew up, you know, I was. Uh, um, the youngest of three, so I have two older sisters. I forget, we're exact opposite. Okay. Yeah, so no no older brothers. Um, and I grew up, and I, I was doing Boy Scouts, and that was kind of, you know, I guess what most kids back then probably did. Did maybe? they? Maybe, I don't know. I, my brothers didn't I hit do it, that. I kept a huge secret because I was so embarrassed of it. <laughs> I, was, I didn't know it was Always cool had, enough, like, but I had church meetings on Tuesday nights, so. Is uh, church cooler? Okay. I guess. <laughs> I guess to an adolescent kid, yeah, <laughs> not telling people that you're in Boy Scouts. Um, and it was always like the weird, na- like looking back on it, it's, you know, why there's our pups. Animals, wild animals. beasts, go. Um, why do you hide those kind of things? I always thought it was kind of funny because looking back now, it's almost like a badge of honor. And when I was getting the Naval Academy and talking about being an Eagle Scout and that whole process too itself was yeah. huge and impressive. And that was a big, I think, setting point for me um, yeah. to get in. Um, but I remember we went to... Ellington Field, which is um, a military base kind of field right by my house. The Air Force Academy was coming there to give it a talk or a oh, seminar. So okay. I went because all our, our like troop went. And I sat there and the whole time I'm like, I can't believe I'm here. It's such a waste of time. And I walked out and I turned to my dad. I was like, that was the dumbest thing ever. Like, oh, why would I, I ever <laughs> go to a school 
literally wear, I wear a uniform every day. That sounds so stupid and dumb. I'm not doing that. And here I am now. Universe finds a way to like it kind does. of be slap you in. My dad it. likes to tell me that all the time. He's like, you know what? I'm like, yeah, I do, dad. That's, so that propaganda didn't work. <laughs> no, and it was just like weird. You know, they showed the whole gamut of people marching around and going to class. And then, you yeah. know, I probably was, I mean, obviously very immature at that point. When I saw that, I was probably in middle school at that time. So, yeah. you know, trying to put this bravado on of like I'm a macho. Like, yeah, no. Well, but you're a kid. I mean, you're really young. you don't really understand the, like the gravity of like a university or academy like that. Yeah. Um, or university in general. Like college in general is college a general, yeah, you know. So... Fast forward, um, applied to um, the Naval Academy and Air Force Academy, and ended up not getting into the Air Force Academy. Um, and I ended up. Wait, what? Why versus why one of those versus just regular college? And did you play sports in high school? Yeah, I played water polo. Okay, and you were pretty competitive. Oh yeah, yeah duh, sorry. Yeah. Um, why, why did you not want to like go sports in college or like why? I mean, the academy that's such a big commitment as a kid. Yeah, so I guess we're kind of probably all over the place here. That's kind of how my brain Welcome works. Welcome to Tumor Kinskeela. That's this is what's <laughs> up. Two blondes getting after it. Well played. His um, is natural. Yours <laughs> is natural. All good day. Ish. Yeah. Um. So for me, I, I know I always felt like it was important to serve. I don't yeah. know why I had that calling always from a young age. And I think maybe I was a little bit instilled through Boy Scouts and kind of like service to others. And I just always thought it was important in some form or capacity to serve my nation. Yeah. Um, I always thought that was a, you know, a pretty lofty goal. And that's always something that I, I knew I wanted to do. I just never knew like how I was going to do that. Um, were your parents like Nope. Dad? parents were military. Oh. My uncle, two of my uncles on my mom's side were Navy. Okay, so it was a little bit in the book. And then my uncle on my dad's side, Uncle Jim, I want to say he was Air Force okay. in Vietnam. So those were my, you know, grandparents. I think my grandfather fought in the Korea War. Okay. Um, so for, for me, it was always, you know, I kind of felt like instilled, like I had to do it. It was like an obligation mm-hmm. to give back to a country that's given so much. And it was like weird, like looking back now that as that, like a kid, like you kind of had that thought process. And I guess that just makes some people different, right? Yeah, that's um, what I find so in- fascinating because maybe you're again, so young. maybe it's just like my location, right? I was privileged yeah. enough to live across the street from NASA, and you know, a lot of people that are in the program are astronauts or private military. Okay. So like my friend's dad was a pilot of space shuttle, which is like oh. you look look back now, and you're like. Oh, that's crazy. <laughs> I love that I named dropped Beyonce before NASA. Like, you know, yeah. like that was the important piece yeah, that true. would never change. Okay. But it's like cool to think but, it's yeah. like you just see these people as normal human beings, which they are, right? Yeah. And same with your brothers, you know, they're doing pretty amazing things, but you've known them your whole life and they're just normal human beings. So still just turds, yeah. Yeah, yeah. right. Exactly. I'm not gonna say that he's <laughs> no. like six two, there's a picture of him right there. I'm like, yeah, I'm not gonna say that. He's quite awesome yeah. Um He probably won't actually. <laughs> he listened to me enough. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like, I think that was always instilled in me and again, not knowing like which direction I wanted to do. I played water polo and I knew I wasn't good enough to go to the West coast. I was the West coast was super competitive. I looked at a couple of schools, but coming from Texas water polo, it's hard to break into that unless you're the best in the state. Um, and this was a high school sport because water polo is kind of random too. Like water polo is super random. I told somebody else that they like, oh, do you play sports in high school? I was like, I play water polo. Like that is super random. Yeah, I'm like, yeah and even most, more most random. Most schools don't have it. No, most schools don't have it. And I mean, half the kids in my school didn't even know high school and didn't even know how to have a pool. Like you play water <laughs> Seriously? polo. Seriously, they like, didn't know they had a pool. I'm like, yeah, they're, okay. we have a pool. I'm like, yes, we have a pool. And this like, was like before Instagram and social media. Yeah, so I don't so know what the excuse was back then. There's none. Yeah, yeah, I mean. Okay. And then I see what to that side of the building. I was like, where the football locker rooms were and stuff. So, yeah. I mean, if you weren't in sports, you really probably wouldn't go that way. Yeah. 
so then I was kind of looking at how I could do kind of a combination of the three things. And one was be a Navy pilot or be a pilot in general. Two was play water polo in college and then serve my country. So my neighbor, Eric Flagg, little shout out, probably won't listen to this, but uh, you, better. you better listen to it. I'll send it to him. He, um, he was always a, a big role model to me. You know, he was the older neighbor. His, he was gone. I don't know how old I'm sure. So he was probably in high school when I moved in. I moved in when I was three. And then, you know, he always kind of just helped foster my love of flying. He ended up being a 53 pilot in the Navy. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, went through OCS. And then, you know, I remember him giving me, like, model airplanes to throw around in the yard. And, like, him and outside and, like, playing with me. And always, like, playing with planes. So I remember talking to him about it. He's like, if you want to be a pilot and you want to fly, then you need to go to a service academy. He's like, that's the best route. Um, okay. He obviously went through OCS, which is also a phenomenal route too. And ROTC are also options, but you know, if you're gonna, if you want to do it all, like that's the way he kind of guided me. So, influencer marketing, man. influencer. It's right? real. Gotta no, I'm serious. No. Yeah, before so it was that, a thing. That for me, I think, and that was after that meeting, and I went to the Air Force Academy thing, and I was like, oh well, maybe this is something I would do. So during high school, every summer you go to a water polo camp somewhere. Like there's one in Texas, I and mean, there's all over the place. So there, the Naval Academy hosts one every year. So oh, okay. Me and a couple of buddies, we went went out there. I started talking to the coach, and I, that was almost like my recruiting. You know, and I talked to the coach. I said, "Hey, my name's Tim. I really want to come to Naval Academy and play water polo." So, I could literally see young Tim, future mayor, being like, "I'm Tim. Yeah. I'm gonna come here. Here's come, my business I'm card. Here. Yeah. Here's my resume. <laughs> Here's my it's business like, card." Okay. <laughs> um, we have a funny business card story we'll probably get to at some point. <laughs> I <totally do. laughs> um, but yeah, so I went there, um, and it's actually funny. My best friend John, who lives down the street from me, he also was wanting. We went, both went to the camp, and he was, you know, also thinking about going to the Naval Academy. His dad's uncle Buck went to the Naval Academy, so it's like all this like weird connections. Throwing mistakes, but that's pretty impressive that you had that many humans in your immediate. And space my mom's like super good friend from when they were, you know, fresh out of college living in the same apartment building her son wanted to go when we were all the same year. Oh, that's crazy. So we're all kind of in the same congressional district. So we're almost competing against each other. So oh, sure. that's where I applied to the Air Force Academy thinking that, you know, if I want to be a pilot, that's where I want to go. Well, dig at Air Force, you know, we fly more than Air Force, but it's okay. Oh, okay. A lot of these digs are coming. So just be ready. <laughs> it's a big week. It's Army Navy week. So I'm fired up, right? Do it. And um, his tequila, I'm actually a little past him. So wait till it really uh, sinks in. Yeah, I'm talking. And he, know, he knows I don't edit. No, no, dude. You're, you, if you listen to some other cast, we go on like full tangents for like 30 minutes. So it's good. So I don't know where we're going with this. How I got you, to You're with your, your neighbors competing for a spot. Yeah. So I Air ended Force. up applying to... Air Force got denied and the Naval Academy. I reached out to the Air Force coach and he was like, oh, you're not really the kind of player we're looking for. I was like, cool, thanks, whatever. Not a big deal. I mean, did they Adversity. really have anybody to select from? It's like, not like I had a highlight reel or anything. <laughs> we could help that. Yeah, we could. <laughs> I wish I grew up in this day and age. Um, but then I ended up getting denied from the Air Force, the Naval Academy too. So I got a rejection letter. So I called the coach, you know, and um, I called Mike and I was like, hey, Mike, really appreciate everything you've done for me. I didn't get in. Um, I'm going to just go to regular college for a year. Maybe I'll reapply next year. And he's like, hang on, throw that letter away. Let me work something. No way. So what I didn't know, there was a blue chip. So blue chip's like a varsity athlete that they're trying to get in there. Um, and there's different feeders to get in. So there's, if you don't get right in right away, there's the Air Force or Naval Academy, or I think West Point also has one. It's a prep school. So Okay. Like a junior in, college, essentially? Yeah. Fifth year of high school, pretty much. You're going to take okay. classes. They're going to take your freshman year, but it's military oriented. So... 
Naps is the one that a lot of you know football players will go to because you can't redshirt. You play four years, you're in and out in four years. So a lot of them will go there to develop. Or if your grades aren't good, or if you're coming from the fleet and you're coming to the Naval Academy, you'll go to Naps first. Is um, that paid for the same? Yeah, or do you it's paid. Pay for it? So okay. you're actually when you go to Naps, you become an enlisted sailor for a year. Okay. So you get one year of enlisted pay and it's paid for, and then you have an automatic acceptance to the Naval Academy oh, the wow. following year, assuming that you make your grades. And, and is it hard, I'm assuming, to get into NAPS? Like in so NAPS was full for me. Um, oh. And they didn't have water polo there. So oh. there's 85 preparatory schools around the country that will allow you to go there for a year and then go to the Naval Academy. Okay. So I did literally a fifth year of high school. I got a second high school diploma. And again, the same thing. I just got to pass my grades and don't get in trouble. Uh, played water polo there. <laughs> okay. Um, I think I set the record there for the most ejections in a season. <laughs> Um, Perfect. Is that going record for Naval Academy to see? Okay, you're welcome. Um, You're welcome. (laughs) And then there was four of us there that were going to Naval Academy. So as long as we all stayed out of trouble and got good grades, we'd have automatic bits in the academy next year. Okay. Which is kind of cool because then you kind of already know a little group before you go into your plebe year. Um, So yeah, that's how I got in. So I actually got denied from the Naval Academy. And I don't know if I actually threw that. I want to try to find that letter. I haven't found it yet. But I want to put it next to my yeah. diploma because I think that's, I think that's kind of a theme in life in general. Is like you're gonna have all these obstacles, you know, whatever it is, and you have two decisions: like let that obstacle define who you are, yeah. and then you run with that, or you say, okay, that happened, great, push that to the side and move on. Yeah. Um, and for me, it was really weird. So my friend John denied his acceptance. He ended up going to UT. Okay. Our friend Rhett got the acceptance, and then I was all already blue chip for sports. So it could have been a trifecta of all three of us getting in in a certain yeah. weird way. Um, but it just kind of all shook out that way, so it's kind of cool. Wow. So that's, I mean, and that's like a really big lesson. Like, do you remember that moment when you felt when you got denied? Oh, yeah. You did, I mean, Sucks. your heart rips your kiddo, and it's like yeah. everything you were for this. I mean, there was a few colleges because I wanted to do lacrosse, and not getting in or the coach saying we don't have money for you or whatever. You're, or being told you're not a good player. You know, like, yeah. you don't know. I mean. You're just not good enough. Or we're not looking. Right. I think example, like, as much as I don't like Tom <laughs> okay. Brady, I mean, if you look at his, you know, rookie season and him at the draft, it's like yeah. if you were to pick who's going to be the greatest quarterback out of this class, like yeah. no one's going to pick this kind of soft looking dude. Yeah. And here he is, like yeah. arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Yeah. And so I think potential is – so far, you know, uh, sometimes overlooked, you know, just we look at each other for face value. Well, I think, and most seem like it's the outside world judging you and, and kind oh. of giving you your path, but also us judging ourselves. There was that really like, I remember my first year in, um, uh, at George Mason, we had an athletes class, which was like basically an easy A to like, I think, make sure we all passed. Um, and one, and it was great because one of the few things I remember out of college, it was the, um, I think it's Charles Swindle poem. It's things are 90%, uh, 10% what happens to you, 90% how you react. Yeah. And that's like one, it's so simple. It's so cliche, but like this whole little like writing, it's like a paragraph long and it basically breaks it down of, you know, how important your reaction is to things. And I think that is so incredible to have those lessons so early on and be a mature enough kiddo to like absorb it kind of break down, put it, get it back together, and then go back out there yeah. is a big deal. I think the other missing piece that we didn't talk about, for me, the catalyst to go and serve was 9-11. Okay. Like, I remember... <clears throat> when were you born? 
85. So how old were you when, um, not one for math, uh, when 9-11 happened? I know. Yeah. <laughs> I get look at my calculator. Where are you? Oh, it's on my phone. Talk to your mom. messaging. Um, um, so were you in high school then? So I was, I was a sophomore. I think I was a sophomore and I was in, I want to say I was in like health class. Okay. Um, and I remember like they came across, obviously, Port of Houston's a high high target Texas City yeah. all oil refineries high target NASA obviously a very high target as well um, getting after it don't worry love about it. it yeah Patriots over there go ahead girl yeah get it um so I just remember I mean it was just like this weird eerie feeling where I what are you a sophomore so 15 14 yeah. 15 you see this like event happening and I remember getting to class and they talked about a plane flying into the World Trade Center, and they're like, our teacher came, was like, it's probably just a Cessna, it's probably a freak accident. She, excuse me, she wheeled in this, like, TV and turned it on, and some of the first images is this airliner crashing in, and so, yeah. and you can kind of tell, like, she's like, holy shit, yeah. can I trust on this? Yeah, oh, okay. oh yeah, we're, we're way past that, we're <laughs> way past that, dude. Uh, Parents had your kids. Had your kids, had um, and just like holy shit, like yeah. wow! And then watching it, and it's like the second one hit, and you're like, okay, there's something massive happening yeah. in the universe. And then being dismissed out of that, and then going to our next class, and you know, we were sitting there, and the teacher's obviously distraught, and we were supposed to have a test that day, and we didn't have a test. And then like it's this weird, like kind of like we're like, yeah, no test, but at the same time, like not grasping like the gravity of it. And then yeah. I remember going home. And my mom was home, and she was telling us, like, hey, stay close. Like, there's something big happening. And then F-16s flying around Oof. overhead our neighborhood because NASA's right there. So Oh, that's right, duh. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so it's like I have these memories, and I rode my bike to my buddy's house. And, like, I think we probably talked about it. But, you know, and that unfolded. And then learning more about terrorism after that. I think yeah. that was fairly new. I mean, we all knew about terrorism, but, like, that really solidified it for a lot of – Well, so far from America. Yeah, so point. far. And that's – it's – it's always been like a threat in my hot pop. I mean, we've always had domestic terrorism, mm -hmm. you know, and it's to have this organization from halfway around the world come and inflict massive damage on your, your soil, which we're not used to. I think that kind of sunk into me and I was like, okay, I definitely need to serve. I definitely want to go get the bad guys. I think there is, and that's again, that, I mean, I, the will and the kind of the bright light was there anyways. I could see how that kind of further lights a spark. But mm -hmm. um, I remember being in college and we, I was in Northern Virginia. So we actually heard, I, I was home for, I was, I left a math class that I didn't like. I was like, I'm not even taking this class. I'm out. So I went home early. It's didn't go to yeah. my, yeah. Oh, like, give me math basic. Pocket and, computers yeah, now. Yeah, never mind. There's an app for that. Um, so I left early and uh, me and my three roommates, two soccer girls and one lacrosse teammate, we were all sitting on the couch, and we actually heard the plane hit the Pentagon. Um, we could hear it from in Northern Virginia. Oh, shit. And, I mean, yeah. it was kind of mind-blowing then. One of my roommates, soccer girl, was from New York, so she was freaking out because her family, and she was upstate New York, but still. Um, it, and it was, I think, such a pivot point in most Americans' lives of, like, we are no longer in fluffy land of, like, everything's away from us. Like, Well, that's, I think, too. America in itself, we do a good job of doing that, right? Yeah, absolutely. There's the general population... We all obviously now have been pretty engrossed in violence now. Yeah. But for the most part, like, fat, dumb, and happy, right? Yeah. You know, keep everybody fat, dumb, and happy. Well, and that's, like, what our service humans have provided for us. And that's, like, that's a point. luxury we get that's to live in. That's why we have it, because there's men and women, you know, yeah. going overseas to do the things that we don't want to do. Yeah. Get our hands dirty. 
Um, and then, I mean, my mom's family is all from New York. So that, oh, I think that okay. was for her. She was freaking out. Like, who was in New York City? My uncle lives, works downtown. And he was actually driving in. Um, and his friend was on the Verizon building next to his story. He told me was, was on the Verizon building next to the trade center and the plane hit and he was talking to him. He's like, Holy shit. Like fucking plane just hit this. And then the second one hit, my uncle was like, get the fuck out of there. Yeah. Like go. And he was sitting on the, um, on the bridge and saw him burning. And it's like, oh. I mean, that's everybody's world is completely changed. Right. Yeah. And lots of lives. And you think about that, that one pivotal moment, how many like fractions of lives have been changed in so many different ways and are still being changed in so many yeah. different ways. I mean, what is it? 2019. It's been what is that? 18 years. We're still, we're under the 20 year mark. Cause I was at, um, we're still there. We're still over there and yeah. still the same yeah. camp. Like I was just at a wedding in May for my buddy, his Navy, his sister's Navy, um, reservist and she's getting deployed. I think she's already deployed. So thank you. Okay. Um, but she's like, I can't believe I'm going back to the same camp 10 years later. Yeah. And doing the same exact job. Like, wow. I thought we'd be further along. So, yeah. You know. Oh, okay. I don't know. <laughs> okay, tangents happen. Damn, that's um, a tangent. Well, and that's, and that's why my brother, Matt, he was at DU and he left. Mm-hmm. Uh, their trimester is like his second trimester into his sophomore year, I think. I'd have to ask him. Um, but 9 11 was a huge point for him. And Todd was an Ivy League grad and had a six figure job, got yeah. out and went back in. And he was, I mean, this was way after 9 11, but it, like, the seed was planted. Um, so, I think, I mean, just to, compliment you know every we have been provided that luxury to, yeah. to live fat and blind and happy however i do think the patriotism runs so deep um in, in our young humans in particular that even if it's we kind of live in this blind there's something within yeah and i America. think that's like you know for our generation like i mean my our age group right like i think yeah. it was more prevalent and, and i think it's i don't know now like i haven't been around school kids and <laughs> well I act like a high schooler so this is you're welcome yeah, you're... schooling you right now um I don't I watch out with the center of the cast I are young people and it's so weird because I don't think we're that old but like I miss most of like yeah. Facebook and college Instagram and all these this is why I'm passionate about influencer marketing not to like sell stuff because I see that influence yeah that's okay. what's up IRL um <laughs> because like that influence is so major like you had real people in your life as a young person influencing your decisions now it's Instagram and yeah like, I was gonna say, it's completely media. different I mean and I think some of our political figures have showed us that I think Obama was pivotal in that, you know, yeah. like his, his branding and getting out through social media, I think was indicative of him, I mean, obviously getting elected, like that helped. Right. And I think we're seeing a lot more politicians who are using social media more efficiently. Uh, have you seen the great hack? No. <laughs> oh, seriously? No. Oh, it's all about sure. how, um, it goes well beyond the American influence and the, but I think just in general, like everything, right? Like, yeah. Oh, everything is the di- social media is the number one thing. Our digital influence is massive in how we make our decisions throughout life but and our marketing can- in general. I mean, look yeah. at like what you buy. Like, I buy Tide because like my mom bought Tide, and why did my mom buy Tide? Because the commercials told her that Tide was the best. Or she grew up with it. Or I guarantee you that Safeway brand is the exact same formula as Tide. <laughs> Probably made but in the same ma- manufactured plant. And they actually saw something like with batteries, <laughs> the same thing. Like the Energizer batteries or Duracell, whatever the store brand ones are the exact same. They're just yeah. rebranded. They're made in the same factory, the same thing. They just slap a different label on it. But, Charge you two more dollars and now you're paying. But this thing, Energizer. our you, young people know this now though. Like when we didn't yeah. know that growing up, our parents, because you didn't question it. I still know it, I still way. buy it. 
Well, okay, well then there's, that's why I'm passionate about branding and marketing. And it guys are buddy, right? It sticks, man. Yeah. It's, I don't want my batteries to look poor. No, yeah. it's, I, I don't care. I'll buy the cheap band. Yeah, I don't like, care. Like, oh, she's got Safeway batteries? Or, it's sorry, Safeway. I love you. I you. It, I, I, I think, and again, like, we laugh about it, but that influence is so real. And to kind of bring it back, we're like, you got to watch The Great Hack, by the way, because it's crazy how yeah. they can manipulate our thinking. And then a year from now, I'll come back on here. Perfect. Or like six months before the election. Yeah, uh, it, it's, it's how impacting it is. But again, our young people because of social media and positive things are more transparent they're asking better bigger questions and i really do think they'll go out of their way not to support something they don't believe in or if they have x amount of dollars they'll spend extra dollars on something they do believe in even if they're like budget and pocketbook small because yeah. they care about how they, they spend their money differently than we did growing yeah. up um so i don't know i think that's like my high point on things and like as you said as a young kid you kind of had the ability to like break down, break through, make a big decision. Like yeah. I often think, like hey, going hmm. back to that now, circle back. Yeah, we got to we got to hear like so now you're on. <laughs> but what's funny how strong you are as a kiddo? Because I always think like I need to get back to my 18 year old self. Like I was going to right. one, I was doing this, and there's sometimes I think I'm like, what the, what did I know at 18? I'm like, oh, but wait, I kind of I did a few things. Like I'm kind of impressed. Like I have to circle back to that young human and get back. Yeah, to I think I mean all of our careers too. I think the same thing happens. Like yeah. we get caught up in our day to day and where we've come and things we've, I mean, so much life lessons. You don't go back to that 16 year old. That's like, I want to go serve in the military. Yeah. You know, like, or the guys and girls that say at 18, like, Hey, I'm going to forego college. I'm going to go serve right in the military and go serve my country. Yeah. Well, I think as a kid, you're used to kind of like learning and failing and doing that. And as you get older, you can get complacent because you can yeah. get comfortable in your job. It's kind of good enough. Well, you start getting to places and it's like, like you said, comfortable and it's expected and, you're like, great, this is what I expect. I deserve this, right? Yeah. And then, um, I mean, I, just being an officer in the Navy and then my first duty station, it's like now I walk on the ship and I'm in charge of 30 guys and girls. Yeah. Like their lives, everything. Yeah. Not even just on the ship, but outside the ship. Like if they get in trouble, they get hurt, it's like I'm getting a phone call. Yeah. You know, and that's like at a 23, 24 year old, that's a crazy. I, <laughs> Have I you look, been around a 23 or 24 year old lately? Yeah, no. no offense, 20 young people. I love you. Yeah. But no, but like you look at it, you're like, holy cow, like it's mind blowing the amount of responsibility I was given at a young age to run this division. Yeah. You know, I obviously had senior leadership or senior enlisted that were phenomenal. Um, Jose Lira is my man. He's my chief. Okay. Um, but those are, they're in place to help guide junior officers to make right decisions and kind of, I mean, they're probably 13, 14, 15, 16 years in their career. And you have this boot one year in who's now in charge of you, right? Yeah. Like that's humbling and humiliating, right? Uh, yeah. Not humiliating, but I, humility is a huge thing, right? Yeah. And it takes a good, I think a good officer to understand that. And that's why him and I got along so well. Yeah. You know, we had a conversation, closed word conversation about it, and I was like, this is your division at the end of the day, but this is actually my division. Like, at the end of the day, I'm in charge, and I will tell, and whatever I say goes as I'm out of an officer, but at the end of the day, I'm relying on you for every single piece of guidance, unless I feel something's different, and I'll push back, and, you know, and I did, and there's times we bumped heads, and yeah. I won, yeah. and there's times we bumped heads, and he made a point, I'm like, okay, fine, that's right, you're, you're yeah. probably right. But that's why we have that being like, again, like I look back, I'm like, holy cow, I was fucking mature at 23. Like, <laughs> yeah. Have that. But, like, I need to go back to that. <laughs> I need to go back to that. Yeah, but it's it's such a cool, weird thing. And then and just in general, like, you know, you're in charge of spaces and million dollars worth of stuff. And then you're working towards driving the ship at night and everybody's asleep and you're in charge. So you make a decision of there's a fire in the boiler or 
you know, one of your steering's go out or something happens or you have a contact coming in to you, you're making life and death decisions that's going to affect not just you, but for us, like 850 almost thousand people on a ship that's plus insane. aircraft and everything else that's on our ship. You know, you're instilled that, you know, and it's four years of college at academies teaches you that. Like, it's crazy to think. But, but it kind of does. I mean, does. you step yeah. to the plate. Just to get through that process, though, is a certain human. I mean, it's really, really hard. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, take, take the compliment. I, I, I um, touch well, and go there for me. <laughs> well, let's keep it balanced here. On that note, and this is why I love Tim, because as someone that doesn't – I've never been good with authority or conforming to things. Yeah. Not because I really want to break the rules or not do well. Like I'd be the kid that would go do the summer workouts or the morning workouts on my own. I would like I never fully could grasp myself. Better than me, I probably. Mean, well, I but you could probably pass the test. I didn't pay attention in class, <clears throat> but I would do the extra work. Thanks, John Danger, for passing fun in high school. <laughs> See, I, I needed I needed a John. Um, I mean, actually, I always got I got good grades to play sports, but I was never good with authority. So I want to talk a little bit about how you just me knowing your personality, <laughs> how that naval academy experience was. <laughs> Why well, you tell boundaries? me you might, what you think of me first, and then we'll go into it because I no, think that helps put it in the context. You're you're one of my fave dudes, yeah. but I love and I didn't know this story till like after we were friends for a while. Um, but so in the Naval Academy, if you don't know, is it's very strict. Uh, there's lots of rules around the game. It's also the best service academy you can go to. Just okay. saying, well, but, here we, like I said, the shit's talking. Tequila's going down, so it's going to get even better. Um, but what, tell me about your Naval Academy experience, and you know where I'm going with this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you can share. Yeah. So I mean. He's literally his body language when you put video nice clipping. Two working tequila here at its finest. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to see what her opinion and like <laughs> first impressions of me. How about that? I'll go back to that first impressions of me. Uh, when we had tequila at the little coffee shop off of Thirty Second Street, that was. The I first... just say first impressions of me because I was like, well, I, want I just you to got you a tequila like, soda. Yeah, be, well, uh, then I got a tequila soda, but I want you because I think that's gonna help. Preface this whole story. Preface the whole, like, uh, times I got in trouble. Like, well, <laughs> friend of a friend, and we'll get into this because I want to talk about Travis uh, Minion Foundation, but friend of a uh, fellow fitness friend that he worked with at the time, I trained at the same gym, he connected us because we were doing something philanthropic. Yeah, I was wearing a 9-11 Heroes Run shirt for the Travis Minion Foundation, which I volunteered with in San Diego, and then... We attempted to get it off the ground here, and it's just a lot of. I mean, it was just a lot. I mean, we are. Well, thank goodness there was a girl in Colorado Springs that crushed it. She crushed it. We were just it. there to kind of support. We were trying to support her Colorado Springs yeah. run, and then hopefully bring it to Denver. And we, I mean, to be honest, we failed. Well, we were the, there was just, but like, the so permits was a whole thing. You had Perm to do like a year of permit. There was a lot yeah, of logistics we lot, couldn't get we, done. We just couldn't get through, and then it wasn't yeah. a matter of we'll find. You know, everybody's gonna say, "Well, we'll just find a different find the yes," which I always yeah. say. Yeah. There was like no yes. <laughs> there was, there was well, because Colorado is like Denver's tapped out with runs, and yeah. but regardless, it was. So that's how we was kind of leading that out. Yeah. So I ran into this guy at the gym. And he, he's like, "You need me, my friend Kristen. If you know about the Travis Minion and Brendan Looney, um, which if you don't know their story, it's pretty incredible, and I recommend you looking it up a little bit. Their um, wives just wrote a book, actually, and it was on um, the Today Show. Yeah. Lisa read the book, my friend. Anyways, I knew him in college not well, but one of my teammates dated a Naval Academy grad, and we yeah. did parties and stuff with the whole wrestling team. So we actually knew Travis, and yeah. we'll save those stories for another yeah. week, But Another time, yeah. maybe. Um, so then he's like, you need to meet this girl, Kristen. It's funny, because she knows TJ is TJ, and I was like, no, oh, it's yes, Micah. Micah, yeah. So, <laughs> he has many names, many TJ. Names, okay, him and Madonna. Go ahead. Um, so we met for tequila, and then... That's why I, I just want to know... Like, oh, like, so my first impression. Uh, 
Tim is like he's, and I, I think at that point I I'm was. Yes, he is. <laughs> this is why I like him. Any day is a good day for a compliment. Um, I have another friend that says I'm like, oh, you're on that compliment diet, aren't you? Because he just like he's compliments. Even if you're compliments, tell me how good I look. Um, I, I think at that point I was, I think five or six years into my quote unquote career. Um, and I take yeah. a lot of meetings, so I sit with a lot of humans, and I, I love that part of it because yeah. I'm a people person at heart, and I love seeing the realness in it. Um, and right from the get-go, he's super outgoing, comfortable, like, just way kicked back. I think when you said Naval Academy, I was like, oh, really? Okay. Do you think I but, like, I think I'm going, like, rule follower, like, straight-laced. No, I didn't. I mean, you were, I think you were in, like, a, a button of, like, business okay. shirt. You were coming from corporate world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were doing sponsorships at the time, so I was kind of like, hmm, that's not super corporate-y. Yeah. Like, if you were like, oh, I'm finance and I'm, like, crunch numbers, I'm an accountant or whatever, I'm like, ugh. This guy's a nerd. Yeah. Well, Sorry. no, but, like, <laughs> you didn't strike me as, like, a Naval Academy human. But then again, I know a lot of those guys, so yeah. it's not like you can't judge a book by that's the cover. That's like, one of my master chiefs on the ship, he asked me one day, he's like, where'd you go to school? I was like, the Naval Academy. Like, Holy shit, what? <laughs> We have a bad rap out there. They're called ring knockers. Yeah, so I'll just, I guess, get into it. Yeah, I, yeah. I, but I'm a bad person to ask because I see so many humans, so I yeah. have different judgments than I think that most. So maybe people think you're a real follower, but I didn't get that vibe. Yeah, I mean, I, uh, I try to be, right? Maybe. Do you, though? I don't know. Okay, Fine continue on with the story. We'll let the audience judge. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah. Um, so obviously, the, the academy is really weird, right? It's um, We call it the Brigade of Midshipmen, and then there's two regiments, and then in each regiment, there's three battalions, and in each battalion, there's five companies. And if you can't follow this, keep in mind, I have two brothers in the military, and I still can't yeah. fully comprehend this, but keep, most people might be able So to. then each company is made up of platoons, squads, and then all grades. So freshman, sophomore, junior, senior. So plebes. Um, plebe is a new person, right? Yeah. Okay. So your first year, you're a plebe. You have like no life. You're controlled. You're sitting on the front three inches of your chair at every meal. You have to know three meals in advance. You have to know articles each morning before you go. Um, every morning you're out on, we call it the deck in the Navy. Um, you're on the deck and you're doing chow calls where you're spewing off time until noon, until whatever formation you're going to. Okay. The menu for new, noon, evening, morning meal, and then, yeah. I would have died. Those are called chow calls. Okay. So. You're doing so you, those you crushed day. all those. I mean, a lot of it is my friends who are county grads will like laugh because it's like you just throw in like words that you know. Okay. So you're like, sorry, you want to for me this coffee, and then you like throw in like little tidbits like that they can hear, and like, and the rest is just bullshit. Pretty much, you're just trying I mean, to get through it. So that part I could see you. Not that you're a bullshitter, but like I could see you being able to like execute. So then you have a book of a pro knowledge, and then you know it's like everything. So ships, weapon systems. You know, anything in the Navy, they can quiz you on. And they come up and they're like, hey, tell me what the weapon's four to half on a DG 47, or whatever it is. And okay. you're like, okay, the weapon's four to half on a DG. Tuck around to class, and you, like, got to list it all off. And like, oh, okay. you missed one. So that's your okay. freshman year, right? Um, so there's not much room for error. I was a water polo player, so I was a varsity athlete. So I got to skip a lot of things. So I got a bad rap off yes, the athletes. start. Yeah, okay. Um, and most <laughs> athletes do. And it's, you know, it's it going back to that perspective, right? It's different, right? So my classmates see me as like something that's never there. Yeah. I show up here and there. You know, I get out of certain things. I get out of like sitting at the squad table and getting harassed and I'm sitting at team tables and I'm relaxed and hanging out and joking around with the upper class, which you're not supposed to do as a freshman, but your teammates, whatever. Um, 
That's kind but of like, on the backside, you're doing, hey, I'm waking up at 4.30 in the morning, yeah, and I'm going it. to swim, and then I'm coming back, and I'm going to formation, and I'm trying to stay awake in class, and then at noon meal, I'm going to my second practice or film or whatever it is, and then I'm going to class, and then I'm going to weights or what, like practice, and then I'm coming back, and I'm still doing everything that you're doing in a day. I'm doing more, which I'm not going to complain about because I'm doing a varsity athlete. Oh, it's it's the best experience ever, and I'm not going to compare mine to Naval Academy, but it's a full-time job. But that helped. I mean, I think that really was my saving grace to get through the Naval Academy. Um, I wasn't the best student. I was really struggling, and uh, every time we got our report cards or whatever, our coach would, like, read our grades out. And he's like, tackle, really impressive. D, D, D. I oh, was D's like, passing. I was like, Delta, 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 what's up? <laughs> oh Not. Wait, really was good. D okay, though? No. Oh, okay. So I don't think our coach would have let that <laughs> yeah, fly. No, but... It was not good. Okay, so what'd you do? So then I'm like, I'm academic probation. So if you're on academic probation in, like, in general, like you can't leave the academy. You have like, rules get constricted. Oh. Even as a senior, like these apply. Um, so then it started like, wearing on like my eligibility to play in sports Ooh, so that'll make you pay attention yeah so and it's just like it was like it's different right the naval academy is you're taking everybody that's probably been the best at everything they've ever done and you're putting them into one place and now it's like it's a, a lot whole, of ego man it's a lot of ego and it's a whole different level right like i went to a very public high school in south houston so like <laughs> i could do okay like i didn't have to work too hard to get yeah. decent grades i didn't have the I did well in high school, I'd say I didn't do, like, amazing. It wasn't, like, a 4.0. Yeah. But that doesn't carry, right? It's, like, the whole thing, like, what got you here is not going to get you there. So, like, right. when you get the Naval Academy, you're like, holy shit. Like, okay, I guess whole... I'm going to read that. I'm going to take the plastic off my book. I'm going to try now. to read this book, right? <laughs> yeah. But you're so tired because you're not only doing all the sports, but you're also doing all the plea bullshit. Yeah. And then as a freshman, you have lights out at 10. So, like, you're out. Like, you have to turn the lights off. Oh, and go to okay. Once you're past your freshman year you can do whatever you just have to like or whatever okay so or you're like sneaking up and trying to read or do something you can't have music you can't like it's just it was just a different world um yeah so struggle through freshman year with grades um i was unsat which i didn't which means i didn't have passing grades so then that took away like if we got a free weekend for a football game win i couldn't do that or stuff like that so okay that'll make you crazy yeah so a lot of your time spent there but it was also, as a varsity athlete, I was allowed to leave because I got to go travel and go to Bucknell and Princeton and stuff and play sports. So I had my out, right? Okay. So I get through my freshman year, um, barely. Um, my chemistry teacher loved me and she hooked me up. Yeah, girl. Professor Lenny Pratt, thank you. I still remember her. She <laughs> okay. told me I was going to be an admiral one day. Oh, okay. I started laughing. I was like, I'm just trying to make it through freshman year. I just want to... <laughs> Let's just get one step at a time. Oh, it's our good teachers. Um, she was a great teacher. A great, great professor, actually, I probably should say. Um, so I got through that. Didn't, and every summer you do summer training and you have 30 days off. So what did I do that summer? That summer I left on zero block. So again, I missed all like the end of year plead fun stuff. Um, sea trials and then Herndon, which is like this big statue that the upper class grease up and then you oh, as a class I saw that actually on something social have, media or yeah something. it's super yeah, crazy yeah. you have to like climb it and then they have a plebe cover up there which is a dixie cup cover and you have to replace it with a midshipman cover and then that's when you're officially no longer a plebe so it's teamwork like it's greased up with lard how, and i don't even know how somebody thought of that initial like initiation it's been going on for, yeah forever so, so okay i missed that which actually i'm kind of bummed at like those are things i look yeah. back and i was like i kind of wish i was on that and did that but instead i was i flew to um and we took a ship back from there to uh, back to Norfolk and part of that is 
you follow around them listed and learn how they live and their life and you toe the line with them. And, okay. Which I think is a really important lesson that you don't really think about. It's, you know, as an officer, my whole, my whole thing was I'm never going to ask anybody to do anything that I've never done myself. Yeah. I'm kind of just taking that through life, right? If I'm going to ask you to... I mean, could that run through our political system, please? Exactly. <laughs> like, we won't segue there, but like... We'll go on, there man. eventually. On, but okay. in, in general, right? Like, hey, if I'm going to ask you to go mop that floor, like, I should be willing to mop that floor with you as well. And as an officer, those lines are differently blurred. Like, you should yeah. think that's not your role. But, like, there's many times where I got down and I cleaned with my guys and girls. I'm like, okay, I want to get out here too. Like, I'm going to show you that I can... Oh, and that's such a good business. Have you ever owned a business or yeah. a leader in any capacity? I think leadership in general, that, that goes a long or way. parents, yeah. Parents, leadership. But more, yeah, I mean, just being able to say, hey, I'm willing to do that. I'll do it. Yeah. Fine. If you're above it, fine. I'll tell you to go something else. I'll, I'll do this. And that yeah. goes a long way, too, because then people are prideful, like, why is he doing my work? Yeah. I should do my work. So I think that was really cool. I mean, and just, like, seeing how they live, and then you kind of appreciate where you're going to be going, right, and the gravity of the next three years to become an officer and lead them. Like yeah. that person that I ran around with for that summer could have been a sailor that I was in charge of four years later. Yeah. Um, and so that's, I mean, not to interrupt your flow, but that's, I mean, literally you don't know if when you're working with somebody, if like a younger person oh, comes back goes and, back up, like it's an easy way up and it's a hard way down or so whatever they yeah. say, like careful. But just in general, like it just, I think again, back to like lessons learned of just in life, like you never know who you're talking to and you never know who you're going to run to. And, where they're going to come back in your life. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you can be talking to somebody you can in line and you can treat them like shit. And the next day you're interviewing and that's your boss. Yeah. You're trying to interview for a job. Like, Oh hey, I just met you in line. You show you were kind of a dick. And I'm like, yeah. I'm you. <laughs> I think that, that fits so in line with your personality though. Yeah. I could see you just being like the great things, like whatever. It's not really important, but like the real skill set and like treating people a certain way, not from yeah. a genuine space of like, it's going to come back, but more of just like, it's all good. I exist in, humble space all the time because yeah. you know I, I think that genuinely stems from your heart like that's who you are yeah. but for that to be reinforced through your ex experience like it's huge but I think and then that kind of translates through my naval kind of experience and kind of things that I ran with um, in general um, so got through the summer I'm trying to think of when I got in trouble the first time <laughs> I, Kima, I didn't know this till way later this is probably why we're friends because like yeah. different journeys but I think equal approach I'm to any to think, sort of I think it boundaries was soft, I think it's sophomore year so like five seconds after yeah, so getting out of the really hard year. Getting out of the really hard year, finally done, <laughs> sick, great. Um, I make it to my sophomore year. You know, you're you're a youngster, so you kind of have a little bit of swagger. You're like, your role as a youngster is you're mentoring the plebes. So like, you're allowed to have a more friendly relationship with the, the freshmen and plebes. And as a sophomore, you as mean? a sophomore, because okay. they're coming to you for guidance and help, and that's kind of your role. Is like, hey, this is how you navigate the company yeah. or how you act. And I hope you have a little empathy for him because you just got out of it. Yeah, I don't know. exactly. So you have a lot. Of, I mean, actually, it's kind of funny because like some of your classmates you are like dickheads. And they're like, dude, stop. Like, you were just crying like four months ago. Yeah. So stop being an asshole. Those are those people in high school that like and you just still know living that, it and they want to whoop on Yeah, and you know that guy's going to be a, a person or a guy for, for the rest of their life. life. Yeah. Exactly. So um, <laughs> my birthday, September 5th, my friend John LaGrue, it's his birthday um maybe it's my junior year shit i'm trying to think because my no it had it been sophomore year right Is how many what? times can you get in trouble before it's like i mean i pushed the limit for i was sure. gonna say okay my third time the Tim I, was like, lot. <laughs> <Naval Academy. laughs> I think the third time i probably should have been no the third time i'll get to that i was not it's not my fault mm, okay not my fault. <laughs> this is shy you would say i'm not i'm not, I'm not shy you says it i'm not it's, here to, i'm not here to judge how, so when how old are you 21 
Is that uh, sophomore year? No, like normal. I think some people, well, it depends on how old you are. If you started, like when you started in like elementary school, but 21, 22, I think most people are graduated. So I had a fifth year. year and I was 23 and I was old for my grade. So I must have been a junior then, the first time I got in trouble. Okay. Mike Bell. Probably tell me his name. I like that you know all these names, by the way. Yeah, these, of course. Yeah. I, no, I, I feel you. So it had it been, okay, so I was 85, so. You couldn't have been more than 22. So no I would have been 21. Because you did the, well, you did the um, first year. Yeah, so I came into the Naval Academy in 05, 06 my freshman year. Okay. So 06, 07, so I would have been 06. Either way. I mean, I'm trying to do math here. Yeah, so. No, it was my junior year. Sorry. So it was my junior year. Because yeah, yeah. I was 22 at that time. And my classmates were just turning 21. So we okay. went out for my buddy John's 21st birthday. We all get fucked up, right? Like, Could you guys party? I mean, we actually yeah. went to the wrestler's house. I don't know if I can say this or not. And held our lacrosse, not initiation, but like welcome party to that's our younger allowed. freshmen. So that's not allowed either. So you're not supposed to yeah. have like a house or whatever. But because all four years you live in the academy. I mean, not You house. live at the academy. You live yeah. in Bancroft Hall. So largest dormitory in the world. Everybody lives in the same place. Like I've seen it because you can go see it if you're You can go Maryland. see it, yeah. Yeah. And you're not allowed to have an outside apartment or anything, but what? like parents will buy or rent out houses for their kids for this year. Oh, okay. So they have a place to go like after on the weekends and like a safe yeah. place. Like, Cause at the end of the day, if you don't, and at the academy. Is it a lot of like wealthy kids that are there? No, I mean, no. Oh, okay. It's, like, I don't know. I'm I just. Mean, like... farm, I mean, in my company, like <laughs> his name is Tim Aducia. I think it was just the funniest thing. Like it was our freshman year and he came back from Chris's break and he's like, we were talking about it. And I, I'm going to ruin the numbers. I'm just going to use a, a low number because he was from a small, like, when I said, like, Indiana town. Callie, please don't knock that. It's a key animal. Callie girl's here. Um, but he came back. And like, tell us something interesting about your summer or your Christmas break. And he's like, I'm from Prairie View, Indiana. I think it's Prairie View, Indiana. We can fact check that later. And he's like, I come from a population of 850 well, it was 849 because when I was home, somebody died. But hold on, wait. I, I'm gonna mess this name just like whatever. I was like, Miss Baker had had a child, so we're back to 850. And I was like, Oh my like, that's, gosh! You know, and that's the greatest thing about the Naval Academy. And I think the greatest thing about the military in general is it's a this huge melting pot of people from all walks of life and countries. I mean, we have foreigners in our our military too. It's okay. like, um, it's just crazy to see like how while we operate with such a diverse background. I mean, in my, we're going to go on a tangent. Love this in my division, I mean, I had guys that were from like New York, New Jersey. Like they're like, sir, my only two options were die or be in jail. Or I was in a gang. So this okay. is my out. So I joined the Navy. And then you have a 33 year old Mormon from like Utah. And he's like, I just joined the Navy because I wanted to serve. 33 years old. Oh, I love everything. He's the about same this. age okay. as an 18 year old you know, gangster from. Yeah. I mean, that guy, you know, if you were prejudiced or prejudged, you're like, this guy's going to be probably going to be a hard person to deal with. Right. Probably one of my hardest workers, my best yeah. person I could rely on. I'm like, traps, hey, what do we need to do? And he's like, sir, boom, boom, boom. He knew everything because. And it goes back to, again, like, I think it's just, like, work ethic, too. It's, like, I had such a great opportunity ahead of me. Like, I never had this. Like, I would never have this, right? Like, yeah. came from the streets, and now I have a paycheck every two weeks. I got a place to live. I got clothes on my back. I got yeah. responsibility. I'm in charge of stuff. And you have, you know, I guess the well-to-do kids that 
expect things and those are some of my hardest too i mean yeah it was also i mean it's just such a cool it's a cool experience i mean well it sounds just like such a something that breaks and this is what i love about sports and i feel like anything oh, military sure. is like sports, the next like, level like no one gives like and then no one gives a shit who you field. are in the sports yeah. game like i don't give a shit where you came from like and literally the, it's like you either the ball show the up goal. and do it yeah exactly you show up and work and yeah. get my back and at the end of the day, I mean, I was in the military right as we were turning over the Don't Ask, Don't Tell. And I just remember so many people yeah. like coming up to me. And I had two neighbors that lived next to us. Um, and we had a couple that lived next to us. And we used to call them the Gabers. And they were like the most fun people we were hung out with. <laughs> and they called themselves the Gabers too. So it's not like... But like, no I don't think I've ever gotten more drunk with them. Like, they got me fucked up. But like, I remember like we were hammered one night. And one of the guys, he like turned to me and he's like, Hey, like, what's your take on Don't Ask, Don't Tell? I'm sure they're curious that everybody thought because you think like, like super deep. And I was like, I'm pretty fucked up right now, so if I say anything <laughs> wrong, I'm sorry. But I was like, honestly, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't care. Yeah. Like, I don't care your orientation, color, creed, whatever. Like all we care about, and at least that's how I perceived it, and I think most people perceive it, and I kind of feel like that's how America's turning back to. Is like I don't care where you came from, what you do, what you where you are like I just want you to do good do what you like any other job can you perform the task show up do your job yeah you go home you can do whatever like I don't want you to know what I do like you don't need to know like what I I do how social issues if you can come to the table and then I've been like geeking out on documentaries just because I know I'm doing these casts and I I gotta know a lot and I still don't know a lot and the more I learn I'm like shit I don't know I gotta catch up on tequila too um but it's it's overwhelming how you need to know but it kind of comes back to this base layer of like why are we talking about this? I don't care who you who you do, why you do it, whatever. You show up, you do a task, you don't harm humans. What have your life? Yeah, just like you said, I don't yeah, need to I, share my life. You don't need to share yours. Just do what you want to do. And if you want support in that or have come to me as another human and you want to talk about it, that's fine. But that has nothing to do with our professional no, space. No, like, no why does that even matter? Yeah, I mean, I, and then like yeah, you know, it goes back to like you know who you're talking to, right? Like yeah. the gravity of a fourteen-year-old saying he or she wants to join the military. Right or he or she wants to start a company or he or she yeah. wants to do a nonprofit. Like I think that's so cool and it's like no one can tell you no, right? Like yeah. the the human will to do um, and the American spirit, I think in general, like is so powerful. Yeah. Like, well, I think we saw that that if there's any somewhat silver lining to uh, 9/11, or I'm careful when I say that, uh, of seeing like this pride and these breakdown of other these artificial barriers of like. We are actually united. People do care. We get through. We kind of cut through the bullshit. I know some of that's. But the sad thing is, like, it takes something like that. I know. Right. Like, like, we just had the Pensacola shooting, right? You know. Again, a lot of questions raised because it was Saudis that we vetted to bring in to train with us, and they shot us up. And it's like, now we're taking this one person's like motives that he wrote down on a piece of paper for whatever reason. Mm We don't know, right? He's dead. And then we're going to read those and take those into like, okay, this is what he's mad at us for. We're a hateful country and this, that, and the other. But yeah. like, when you start peeling the layers of like their country too, you're like, oh, dude. But I think our young what people see that, that saying, yeah, you can't you know, put one like, stuff on one person exactly. to be an entire representation yeah. of. I mean, even Eminem was like, I don't want to be a role model, even though he wore a lit up sweatshirt that said role model. Like, you can't take one person and I don't let them be the. Right, right. Like, well, yeah. there's, I mean, I'm also an asshole. Actually, but... go buy that. Yeah. I'll send you one. Um, it's like, I mean, you can't, like, put unnecessary. I do think, as a person, if you're on the mic pro, which you literally 
are, or you have any point of like opportunity where you are influenced, I do think you should take responsibility within that. But not everyone does. You have a responsibility, you right? Like that... you have a responsibility as if you're going out there just talk about something like we're doing here. But not everyone's going to do that. No. I completely agree with you. But so then, as a consumer of anything digital or a person in life, you got to know that they may not be a brand ambassador for all Republicans, for all right, people of color. That's, for I think all... that's. Like you can't just put no, that on one person. Look, I told you, man, it happens, man. This is the two. This so we were talking about me getting in trouble, but we'll, yeah, so okay, back I guess to we'll go back to that. Yeah. Maybe, we'll we'll, to, I think this we'll is a point here. we wanted to talk about at, at at some point too. But just going back to like, I think that like in general, like the, the Naval Academy, each company is different and governed different ways. Because you have a company officer and you have a senior list at each company, and then you have midshipman leadership as well so so that kind of surprised me because everything from an outsider's perspective as a civilian like super civilian for this uh it seems very like a well-oiled machine like very you well don't, i mean it is yeah i mean in all intents and purposes but it's like for for instance my first time i got in trouble so i got in trouble i was 22 <laughs> i like you know the age on this one but you didn't know the other ones but yeah <laughs> don't push my team. um oh, i was fine. pretty oh, yeah. drunk so we went out for my buddy's 21st birthday and the thing was we actually had a plan in place. Mm. We had <laughs> every good story starts with that. Literally, we're not getting drunk tonight. No, it was definitely it was definitely we were getting <laughs> hammered. So this is right around the funny video Jaeger bombs. Do you remember that video? No. Oh was God. I too old for this? God no, it was okay. like this guy. I just walked around like Jaeger bombs, Jaeger bombs, Jaeger bombs. So oh, that was my best friend Amanda. Got carried on in college. <laughs> so we went out, and one of our friends, Joe, my best friend, Joe Choi. Oh, I met Joe. Met my Joe. dude. My dude, Joe. Joe, he needs to come back. I miss he Joe. He needs to come out here. He should come out here. Yes, Joe. He will come out alive, here. my dude. Okay. Come out. We'll get you on the podcast. Yeah, that's what's up. <clears throat> so we're like, hey, you're kind of our, like, keeping us in line to make sure that we... <laughs> Which, <laughs> Does you Joe know, keep him? If like, you know what? Joe and you know me, it's like, that's a recipe for disaster. Like, that's yeah. going out the window. Anyway, so that was our plan. So, like, we had... <laughs> hey, like, we're going to take John LeGrew out for his 21st birthday. We're going to get him absolutely blocked out hammered because that's what you're doing for his birthday, which is a smart thing to do. These right? are the smartest humans in America. Let it be known. Let like, it be known. We're going to leave your, we're gonna yes. defend your freedoms. Don't worry. <laughs> um, so we go out and we get hammered, right? We come back. And at the academies, if you don't have what they call a weekend, then you have to come back every night. And you have to sign this thing called TAPS by 2 o'clock in the morning. Because when you get in trouble, why would you not have a weekend? So every class, so freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, you have a certain amount of weekends per semester that you can use to get out and get okay. Monday through. So freshman so like year. like PTO. Yep. Freshman year, you're only allowed to leave Sunday for like five hours to go to church. Because like, right, you know. What was a church of five hours? Is that a thing? On Sunday? Yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah. I don't know. I, we played sports, man. Yeah. And we never did So church. like, that's the thing. It's like, okay. okay, great. If your service isn't on the academy grounds, you have the opportunity to go out. So I think it was like. From 10 to 10 on Sunday, you can leave. Everyone's really Freshman. Just, got it. Okay. Sophomore year, you get Saturday, Sundays off. So that means Friday, you're staying. And then Saturday through Sunday, you can leave. And if you have a weekend, you can take Saturday night through Sunday night and come back Sunday. Okay. Sophomores or uh, juniors, um, second class at the Naval Academy, you can have Friday, Saturday, Sunday off. So you can go out Friday night. You can come back. You can go out Saturday all day. It doesn't matter. Come back by a certain time. It's the same thing. Sunday every time. Sunday every night. Everybody's back at the same time. Okay. If you have a weekend as a as a junior, you can have Friday night to Saturday night to Sunday night. Are we no, you're good. Time? Yeah, no, 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 no. It's I'm just turning your mic up a little bit. You're good though. Um, and then senior year, uh, first year, you can have Thursday night out, but you can't stay out Thursday to Friday because you have class. And then you have Friday, Saturday, Sunday if you want. It. And then you have 
every year you get more and more weekends. So pretty much like your senior year, almost every weekend you can leave if you want. And then during the football season, if you win, the commandant of midshipmen or superintendent is like, hey, great, for, great win. We're all going to have an overnight. So that means you can stay out. So everyone's like extra rooting for the team. Okay. Oh, for sure. Yeah, okay. you're always rooting for Navy. If you're I mean, obviously, I mean, I, if know, you're, I, mean <laughs> I, I kind of think if you're not rooting for Navy, you're kind of a terrorist, but okay. All right, no big deal. Um, you can know your folks. Watch Saturday, yeah, yeah, December 14th, yeah. 1 p.m. Yeah, Go to Tim's house. Um, so, right, we didn't take a weekend because we're like, why? what's the point? We're going to get hammered we'll just come back and this was right in the time like again the good idea theory came around I was like we're gonna stop binge drinking so we're gonna make it a policy that even if you're 21 you have to breathe in a breathalyzer if we have one but so who made this policy you guys the student? superintendent oh I was gonna say I'm so like... every year like every couple of years that come out changes superintendent changes they always come in they want to have these like grand rules of like oh. I'm changing the academy and blah 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 okay so they came in they said we're gonna stop binge drinking we're gonna help curb this which I disagree with well you need to know the definition of binge drinking let's just start there so that's probably like more than two drinks. drinks oh okay no I think binge drinking if you ask your doctor is like more than four drinks and if you go to college more than four drinks is not even your pregame it gets better <laughs> this is another caveat to the story going, yeah. so it's it's in my opinion looking even at that age it's like that's super dumb because this is the point in time where you'd want your future leaders in America to figure out their limits first off and yeah. in a safe place where they know that they can come back to and say Hey, I got too fucked up. Can somebody take care of me? Right. Like, in a PR and you fashion, have but yes. so many people to take care of you. Right. Or you, cause you know, it's happening no matter what. And that's the problem is like, if you don't, then same thing. Like when you're in high school and your parents are strict and you go to college, and you're like, I have all this freedom. Like no one's here to tell me what to do. Same thing with the service academy is like, if you have all these rules and regulations, yeah. by the time you graduate and you get into the fleet, now you're making a shit ton of money as an ensign, right? Yeah. Like you're making a ton of money. And you're just boozing. You have no, I don't gotta go home at night. Like, yeah. So I think it's like a bad precedent we set. Like, let us make mistakes. That's the whole point. It's like a laboratory. Make, let us yeah. make mistakes and blow things up. And like, if it's egregious, you slap our hand and you teach us the way. That's ways like that, parental responsibilities. Right? I remember my dad being like, I wish you guys got in trouble more. And I was like, you just I don't get caught. Well, I, I learned as a young like well, like, yeah. what to do. Well, see, I was the oldest, so I got reprimanded. Yeah. And I still didn't do bad things. But I, anyways, I just think the overall thought process is similar. Like, yeah. you let a wild beast go run until it yeah. gets nipped by another animal. And then you, it learns its boundaries. Like dogs. Like, in. you take your dog to a dog park and it's going to be an asshole yeah. to somebody else's dog. You're like, no, let until it happen. Until the dog and smokes like, it. And then you're like... <laughs> Hopefully you own a lesson. Maybe they don't. I don't know. So anyway, so we go out, we get hammered, we come back. We all make it back fine. Like no trouble. We didn't break any rules. You got to your rooms. You got into bed. I got through first. I went through. And then I guess John. Wait, did you like sneak in or something? No. You just, you, I mean, I had to go through. I had to show my ID oh. through the checkpoint to get back into the Naval oh. Academy. So you should at least be like walking and not oh, look yeah. like I mean, complete shit. Like, come on. Like we're, we're college kids. Like they're yeah. sailors. Come yeah. on. Like we're all sailors. Let's be real here. <laughs> um, so John, I guess, like phoned with his ID and then like they showed it and then they called like the main office and said, Hey, we think this guy's a little too drunk. Can you come down here? So they took John to the main office. Where it was the his officer, birthday? It was his birthday. And I'm <gasps> at this point, I'm back in my company area and I'm in bed. I'm sleeping. So this is the time of period where they're like, all right, we're going to have a random breathalyzer every night. So Wait, what's the rule? No alcohol or under the legal limit or what's the rule? So this is the caveat to it, right? Like. I'm 22, so yeah. everybody has to breathe, right? So if you're back, it doesn't matter how old you are, you breathe in the breathalyzer, and they're like, if you're above a 0.16, you're in trouble. 
0.1, oh, that's a little liberty there, though. That's like... <laughs> if you're above a 0.18, you get a slap on the hand. Oh, my God. Okay. So... <laughs> but I know so how... So, Tim to... <laughs> gets out of bed. Like, I'm, like, passed the fuck out, and I get shooken up. Like, and this guy's like, hey, you gotta come breathe. It's a breathalyzer. We got, we got pinged at this point. So, <clears throat> I made it back. I signed taps. Good to, good to go. I'm back in my bed. I'm sleeping. And I wake up, and I'm like, I'm not gonna pass. Like, what? You like, already knew well, you were sober enough to oh, know that. No, I was hammered enough to know that. I'm okay, like, look, acceptable. I'm probably gonna not pass. So Could I'm like, all right, great. So uh, he was actually his room was across the hall from me. So I walk over there and I'm like, I'm below. And he's like, 0.165. I'm like, what? Yes. Okay. I was like, yeah, that's a good score. I'm in trouble. <laughs> it's a D plus, Tommy. Good D job. Plus. Yeah. Great job. <laughs> Um, so then I'm like, all right, shit, like I'm in trouble. I already knew I was in trouble. So I was like, all right, what am I doing? So like I started doing sprints in the hallway. I like that night? Like that as night, you're doing push-ups. Wait, sprints. did they, they punish you like that second? They're like, you need to, by this time, try to blow, blow a point with Oh, six. just, sw- but no, the only, only time, I mean, this is well, for yeah. basic here. Okay. So then I go to the bathroom, I'm eating bread, I'm throwing up, I'm trying to like, I'm pulling no, no, trigger. No, that's not going to change anything. Well, actually, I think I blew like a 0.16 and then I came back and I blew 0.65 and I was like, okay. And I was like, you know what, whatever guys, fuck it. So. Wait, it got worse? It got worse. Oh, did you like slam a bunch of drinks and then go home? Yeah. Oh yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, your mom. Stick with your, <laughs> Amanda. Um, okay. Oh yeah, I don't know you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you don't know. Oh, Amanda knows, she knew Travis. Anyways. So I get, so next day, you know, they turn those into the main office and then they run that. You're twenty two though. Twenty two years old, mind yeah. you. So I get a call down to my company officer's office and I get called in and he's like, Hey, we got the report, what happened? I was like, I got drunk. I was like, I made it back safe, I didn't cause any trouble, I was in my bed and we had a random breathalyzer. He's like, All right, well, brigade policy is you can't blow up one since I'm like, All right, great. So they call it getting fried. So you get fried, you get put in the discipline system. And you go through an adjudication. So you go in front of company officers or whatever, and you plead your case, whatever. Okay. So I go in front, and this turns into, like, this huge fiasco. There's, like, 15 of us, and we all get in trouble. And then they try to hit us, like, two times, and then, like, somebody actually comes at bat. It's like, he's already in trouble here. He shouldn't be in trouble here because John was, like, I think he blew, like, I can't remember. He blew really high. It was his birthday, though. It was his birthday. And, again... Mind you, like, none of us got in trouble. We didn't cause any problems. Yeah. We came back. We went to bed. It was just the policy at the time got us in trouble. So, all happens. I get fried. I get punished. I get 21 days restriction, which means for 21 days, I can't leave the academy at all. And in those 21 days, I have, like, four different musters to go in my inspection order uniform. And then they have, like, we're in a muster. So, anytime I leave Bancroft Hall, which is our barracks, like, Besides the hours of class, I have to sign out. And I have two hours a day I can go and sign out for, like, working out. Ooh, okay. Um, or what have you. This is, like, so, basically home arrest. Am I so wrong? So, pretty much home arrest. Yeah, okay. so, like, if at this point, I wasn't playing water polo anymore. So, if I wanted to go work oh. out, I'd go down to the main office and I'd sign out in my uniform. Then I have to go back to my room, change my workout gear, go work out, and I have two hours to come back. Same thing if I wanted to go study at the library, I'd have to sign out and I'd go to the library. Because at any time after school hours, they can say... We're going to have a random muster for restrictees. So to put your inspection on your uniform on, you have to go down there and you have to get inspected. Whoa. And then okay. to check out where everybody is. Okay. And the person that does it is the head restrictee. So he's in charge of all the restrictees. So it's like Lord of the Flies, right? Like, <laughs> which okay. I was. The story gets better. <laughs> of course I was, right? We're still here. Carry on. <laughs> um, so that happens. And I get my adjudication. I get my punishment. And my, my one of my best friends, Modic, who I actually grew up with, he went to a rival high school. 
he was a year behind me, but since I did a prep year, we ended up being the same um, year, and he actually lived a floor below me. We okay. played water polo in high school together and club teams. That summer, he was underage. He swung around the academy fence, so he jumped into a military installation. Did he, he get in trouble for this? No, he already got in trouble for it. So oh, that's good. cool. Okay. So he jumped into the military installation, swung around the fence, because there's certain points of the academy that you can swing around back then. Probably not what do you now. mean swing around? Like, so like, this is like a mission grab impossible Grab the fence and just shit? swing around it. Oh, seriously? <laughs> Literally, yeah. Um, like an But they're so the heavily different... like monitored, like you're going to get yeah. caught. Like they know. So he swung around it, got caught for that. He was drunk. He was underage. Ugh. Okay. So who do you think is going to get the worst punishment? Something that's 22, that Probably just drunk too much? Because you're responsible. You're the older adult. Yeah. So It's just, like the older child being like, why don't you take care of your I sister? Drunk, I drank. So this is completely two different separate occasions, right? So, oh. So after he like he served his during the summer, and like I came out of my adjudication. He's like, so what'd you get? And I was like, I got 21 tours. I got 21. So tours are also another thing I forgot to mention. So 20, tours are every day that you have a tour, you have to show up. At like 5 30 in the morning with your rifle, and you have to march in a square outside for an hour 45 minutes to an hour. And it's, I got in trouble in September, so it's getting cold, and it's okay. getting wet. So I had 21 tours, I had 21 days of restriction, and I think I had like 14 extra duty hours. That means, like, if there's ever any like, work that needs to be done, they can say, Hey, all restrictions that have extra duty hours show up, and you show up and you do like community service. Okay. I feel get, like I know people that have felonies that have done less. Probably. And then you have demerits. So then I have demerits too. So I had all this. So I got all this. So I walk out and we're like, I'm talking to him. He's like, you know, you got like punished like way worse than I did. And I was one, underage. Two, I jumped into a secured military installation. Like all things pointing like I should have never had like the worst punishment. But, but why do you think you got it? Because it was different companies. Oh, so that's, so that's just a subjective like company, piece. Yeah. Oh. You don't think this is older or maybe they expected more out of you? They knew you were going to be the mayor at some <laughs> no, point? absolutely like, not. Listen. It's just, that's the way the academy is. So. Well, you know, that's how our justice system is now. Like, yeah. There's a lot of subjective oh, for sure. happening. Okay. So then every year, every semester, they have this, they call it midshipment of the semester. Please tell me you got that. Yes. Seriously? <laughs> Wait, so you had all these... Wait, so, okay, yes. talk about this process. All right, so, okay, mind so you, much. like, I'm not the best student. I just got in trouble. And you threw the best parties, obviously. Obviously, don't yeah. throw parties in the name of Kevin. Future president, take note on how he got elected, because no. this is what's up. So, um, so, they have this, like, competition where, like, each company will, like, nominate a midshipman of the semester, like, from each class. Okay. So, again, you have 30 companies, right? So, now you have 30 times whatever. I'm not going to do that right now. Way too much yeah, yeah. Um, so each class from each company, so freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, you're going to have a midshipman of the semester that your peers are going to vote on and say, hey, this is our best of our of our company for this, for our I grade. I love everything about this. Then you go to, from you go from company level to brigade or battalion level to regiment to brigade. And then you have like one all-inclusive, like, hey, the best – this is the best freshman, sophomore, junior, and senior of the brigade based off of whatever. So, but wait, wait, you said based off what though? Because I mean, like, based off. Okay, so I'm gonna just like who's the most likable. So it starts. Off, it kind of starts off like that. So it's like grades, like what they're doing, like sports. So, but it's your fellow. But your peers nominate you. 
Oh, well then, it's a thousand percent the most likable. Who so, would you have a beer with? Just but you like have to politics. run for it. You have to say, hey, I want to be a midshipman of the semester. <laughs> Just like in politics. So mind you, I'm on restriction <laughs> right now, and I probably have a D average. Like, probably the worst. Can you run for president? Seriously? I'm going to announce it right here. Like, so I, I go, and I'm like, my friends think it's funny. They're like, we're going to nominate you. I was like, fuck it, let's do it. Let's see if I win. Isn't there a Disney movie like this? So they nominate me for and then the company, company queen. Yeah. and I win. <laughs> right? So I'm like, this nobody is likes the system. Fucking hilarious. Like, whatever. So I win, and then I go up to battalion, right? So I'm going up against five other, four other people for my class. Okay. And I go on my interviews, and I'm talking about this stuff. And honestly, like, it goes back to, like, I'm using my negative as a strength and I talk about how I'm getting a worse punishment for this than my friend who had the worst. And I said, there's a fall in the system and like, that's why I'm running. Cause like, I think there's a fall in the system and I, I don't think it's fairly hey, that you're like subjectively, like I got in trouble. So like now everyone's like, Oh, this guy's a piece of shit. Right? Like, Oh, you got in trouble. He's on restriction. There's this mentality of like, when you have a restriction muster, you see all the restrictions like walking in the same direction. So you're like, oh, this is a piece of shit, right? Like, whatever. But well, those so are the thing. That's not what you actually But those are the best experience. fucking human beings I'll ever meet. Like, yeah. the best people I've ever met, and, like, some of the guys, like, I know, like, if I need a sketchy thing done or I need, I'm like, hey, I need you to get my back right now. Like, those yeah. dudes and girls are going to be there. Yeah. But most part for the whole academy in general, your close circle and your tribe is going to do that for you. So I'm like, all right. Like, I made it past my company. I'm like, okay, I'm kind of shocked, but I'm going to go for battalion. I'm like, I'm going to fucking try to win this thing. Uh, yeah, okay. Right? Because I'm a competitor. And um, so I go in and I crush the interviews and I have, like, the interviewers, like, laughing and we're talking. Wait, who about, are the interview people again? Just, like. Different peers, but different different companies. Oh. So they don't know me. So, no, but not, like, the Naval Academy, like, so, staff. So, like, it's going to be, like, the brigade leadership. Okay. So, like, the seniors, like, different roles. They're so, like, gonna, essentially peers-ish. Peers-ish, okay. but like, yeah. So that kind of makes sense because again, yeah. So you, they probably related to you, dude. So uh, that's exactly what it is. Is about being relatable. And I was like, I'm gonna yeah. relate this to you. I'm not gonna be. And they're like, Why do you think? I was like, Because I'm a real person. I'm not gonna sit here. I'm and not gonna bullshit are. you with like this. Yes. I can tell you the answers you want to hear, but I'm gonna tell you the real answer. And they're like, Wow, I fucking love this guy. <laughs> How fucking refreshing is that? Ballsy, because you don't know. You're still an archaic. System. I don't really care. Like at that point, I like, I'm like, Seriously, you're not if I lose, like whatever. Like I still want my company. Like I think that's funny. The best so I win. I win my battalion. So now I'm going up for like my regiment, and like the best was like one night I walked in for taps, and like there's these two guys, they're kind of turds, and they're like talking shit about me. I'm yeah. not gonna mention their names. Yeah. And they're like, oh my god, can you believe it? Tackle fucking one midshipman of the semester like the dude's got like a fucking d average and he's on restriction like, this what is the? literally a disney movie you know this and i'm like, like and i'm like girl and i literally walk in i'm like hey what'd you guys say They're like oh hey what's up tim like i'm like you guys upset I'm like i'm like you know why i won and you didn't and like i actually beat those guys out oh, like yes. you know why i won and you didn't it's like because no one likes you and you can do jaeger bombs jaeger bombs <laughs> and I'm like i signed my name and i walked out and i dropped my pen and i was like peace so you so you don't really have to do anything the rest of your life because you right? just like kick yeah. ass so then like leaders. i ended up losing right like i think that's oh you cool. did yeah I didn't oh this is the, the disney movie is not real okay. so like it came up to like i think i won i want to think i said i think i run like my regiment so like i was going up for brigades so okay. like the highest one so now i'm only going up against like six four, or five other people and i lost dude that's crazy though but like i'm okay with that who did you like, lose to probably something that probably should have won you don't like, even remember his name no was it a sheet? Irrelevant. Okay. No, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> we can look it up. 
I love it. You literally don't know. Wait, so wait, has that point of no? But I just like like I just thought of that story as we we're talking. I was like, yeah. that's just a funny story about like time in your life where like you take a negative again, going back to like our very first thing of like yeah. challenges and roadblocks, and you're like. I'm on restriction. I have probably the worst GPA in my company, but watch this. I'm going to fucking go be labeled and recognized as a midshipman of the semester. Well, and I'm going to add to that outside of like resume, what everybody cares about, which qualifies you as like the best human, you're relatable. People actually care. And you have actual impact which, outside of what the resume says. That's the important piece. Which we can like circle back. I mean, we can go on through. I mean, I We're doing big grades at this point. How long There's, are we going? No, There's no time. Good. Yeah. But that goes back, and I, I take that, and I'll think about that, and I'll relate that back to a story down the road here about getting out of the military, which I think yeah. is extremely important to talk about, and I, I probably want to talk about it. Maybe we can have another podcast where we get some more veterans on here and yeah. talk about it. But that was the first time I got in trouble. I feel like Dave Chappelle. Did you see the Dave Chappelle so where he's like talking about like the three times he met OJ? No. Um, I've not so, seen this. That's a funny bit. He's like, that was the first time I met OJ. And then he's like, <laughs> tells a story, and he's like, then he goes to this, like, so... Second time I got in trouble. Well, fast forward. Well, this is so, all in five years, right? Four years. Four-ish? Yeah. Oh, so the first year prep school. First year, like, I made... Oh, well, yes, five years prep school. Like, I don't want to count that. We'll go four. We said there'd be no math, so we'll go four. Let's go four. Academy <laughs> time is four. Um, so my senior year, Army-Navy week, right? We're fucking killing Army all the time because Navy's better. Um, so... Every year that we've ever been at the Army-Navy game, we march off first or second. So everybody goes on the field. We do our thing. Salute. Salute first. So West Point always marched off first. And then we – so they would run up to their stands. And then we had to march through the tunnel. The tradition. And they would throw shit at us and drinks and, like, say stuff to us. We're on the same team, though. It's crazy. It's fun. But that's fun. Oh, it's fun. Okay. Beer bottle. Army week is, like, bananas. Did you get my lashes? Okay. Bananas at – the Naval Academy. And I'm sure it's bananas at the West at West Point too. It's like, there's no, there's absolutely no rules. There's pranks going on all week. You're just like, there's no rules. It's, it's mayhem. Like I remember like people threw like matches on fire off the windows. It's oh crazy. Oh my God. Again, America, this is like our, our finest humans. Oh, it's too late now. We're recording. Um, it, these are our finest, but I mean, like, everyone's, not, not crazy, but no, it's like, this, these are humans. Like you but guys it's like, are being wild you're, beasts. You're like wound up. You're t- yeah. like, it's like, such a release and it's such a fun week. And I think you're like, too tamed otherwise. And everybody's just like having fun and it's all good fun and like we have West It's Point. all good fun and matches on fire. Matches on fire or whatever. <laughs> okay. There's fire well, extinguishers. My hair will inflame if you're too close to me. I mean, and we have West Point guys and girls at the academy, right? So we're, you know, we're pranking them, they're pranking us. It's a fun time. Do you guys interdate? Is that a thing or is it like the hard lines are so bad? I had a girlfriend from the Naval Academy. Yeah. Yeah. So I dated a girl through the whole academy pretty much. Oh, serious? There was also a fellow academy human? Girlfriend? Yeah. Yeah. I don't don't know. I don't know. But could you date somebody from West Point? Oh, I mean, yeah. You can date anybody. Oh, okay. I mean, that's, you party with the, you know, wrestlers, right? Like, I'm sure. Yeah, but we were a normal school. We were a state school. I was from Colorado. It was Virginia, but like, oh, I mean, like, if you wanted to date a West Pointer, we just. That's a terrible I mean, decision, judging like, from whatever. the humans I knew from the academy, great, great dudes. Um, but yeah, it seems pretty liberal. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like you can date anybody, and you can date, oh, okay. you can date in the academy, inner academy. Like, so my girlfriend at the naval academy was in third company, I was in twenty second company. So we're in different regiments, but oh, okay. as long as you're not in the same company, you can date. Can so, you like date on campus? Oh yeah, I mean we did on campus. Okay. Yeah, so it's completely convenient. Convenient. You just, don't get caught. So. Oh, okay. I mean, the, yeah. 
So like, <laughs> don't I, get caught. Meanwhile, we're on in trouble number three. Number two. Yeah. Or number two. Sorry. No, I'm like at the academy there. again. If you have a female in your room, your door is open at ninety degrees. You, oh. There's rules. Like yeah. Like if I had. I didn't girl, make it up with like the opposite sex in your room. Yeah, you just had. This to actually your, seems pretty liberal. From you had your door open, it had to be open at ninety degrees. If they got caught, like you're gonna get in trouble. Okay. Um, if you're sitting on the same flat surface as a female in your room, definitely in trouble. And like you have company officers walking around, seeing. But sitting on a flat surface, so that's like, really chair weird. Or, well, oh. Yeah. Okay. That's very so, weird. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yeah. So take your <laughs> okay. college experience when you go over to like, your friend's dorm and your guys are. We've been shots. There's no drinking in the cat, like in the cat. Yeah, we actually had no drinking in our dorms. Obviously, probably we pressed that thing, luck, yeah. but like we didn't. We really could get in trouble. I mean, I'm sure the drinking happened in the cat too. We just oh yeah, yeah. yeah. So time um, number two. So number two, Army Navy week. I'm my so I'm a senior now. So so after all that, number one, nothing really sunk in. So but Naval Academy, mind you, at that. this point in time, I'm now brigade leadership. I've worked my way into oh, a leader position. Position. So I was battalion honor. So I was in charge of all the honor offenses or cases that happened within my uh, battalion. She ran for president. Pretty much. Not really. <laughs> so, my friend Darby Driscoll hooked me up with a job. So she was a battalion commander. <laughs> so she's in charge of the five companies. So each company commander reported to her. Okay. Each company had an honor rep that reported to me. So I was in charge of five different honor reps. And then any kind of honor offense or case that might have been brought up, they'd bring it to me. And I would say... Hey, I'm gonna push this back down to you. Like you, as a as a company, can handle this, or this is egregious enough that we're gonna take it up to battalion or brigade. I actually love that because you had a real filter. Again, like you mopping the floor, you mopped it. No, right? and like, not, like provide a real honestly, and that's what got me the job. And like I told him, I was like, look, I've been in trouble. I'm not gonna lie, you're gonna see it. Like I have but, street cred for I real. Street cred. Yeah. But at the end of the day, like I think that's something that you want here. That's something that's been on restriction. Like if you're gonna be putting. My Again, thing, can you run for president? I'm I'm 100 percent no, in jazz. No, I don't like, want that. I mean, I know, I know, everybody yeah. wants that job. It's the most important thing in America. But, but I'll take it. But I'm with you. <laughs> Tim Tackle. Uh, I'll take vice president. Yeah. Shit. Uh, would you though? Yeah. It kind of seems like a kickback job. I don't know. Wait, but like, what if you didn't agree with the president? What they're doing? I mean, we'd have words behind closed doors, and you'd see my way. Mm, it's two twenty. It's good. It will be twenty twenty. Everything's on Instagram. Yeah. Look at there's our dogs. I mean, look at what's getting called out right now. Yeah. Anyways, we're still on time. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. um, so that, that was a good one. I was like, hey, look, I've been in, I've been on restriction. And I think if you're going to put something on restriction, we're going to be in a position to put something on restriction for something. Yeah. Like you should know like what you're putting them to. Right. Yeah. And the same thing that happened in the fleet. So I got battalion honor. So I was a three striper. So I was pretty high up. So I was on, so as a, as a senior, you're either just like a midshipman in the ranks. So you're just normal. Or each like role like gave you more stripes. Okay. So the highest was like six. So I was three. Okay. I was a three striper. So every team captain's a three striper. So I was right on the same playing field, like pretty much like middle to high level. So And you earn those through what? Like I got selected for the job. Oh, okay. Yep. So I got selected and I, you know, I loved it because like I was I felt like I was able to, you know, people brought it up to me and like they'd bring their honor cases and I was like, look, this is something that you as midshipmen who are going to be seniors right now who are going to be officers next year like that's a decision you're going to have to make and the fleet so like i'm gonna push it back to you like yeah. that's something that's that you can manage within your company about some was, real stuff too yeah and if it's a big deal I'm like you know it's probably a little bit out of your realm like bring it up to the honor board like obviously like there's a lot of great like it didn't just depend on the case too it's like it was pretty cut and dry I'm like you guys can handle that like yeah it was a pretty egregious thing where the person was probably looking at getting kicked out i was like 
that's going to be brought up to the honor board. Yeah. And then they have to go in front of the honor board, and it's a whole process. Um, so a three-striper, I'm... So, <laughs> I'm, I'm still on time number two. Let number two. Know. This is my first semester towards the end of my senior year. So we're at the Army-Navy game. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to say... I'm not... No, there was no alcohol involved, of course. Um, <laughs> okay. Before getting there. Um, it's against the rules. So this is the first time in our four years that we got to march off the field first. And I was like, fuck yes. These assholes have thrown stuff at us every year. Oh, so now you like packed something real extra. Yeah. So we run and I'm like booking it. I'm like, I'm 22nd company. So we march off one through. So I'm, I like once we. Tim's actually a pretty good runner. Right? Like, yeah. Tim, you're built to run. Uh, I'm built to dig a hole. You can run. Once we passed that threshold where I was like, I'm probably not on TV anymore. I'm going to book it. So I ran. <laughs> And I was like, all right, we're going to get these West Pointers. So as the West Point guys and girls were marching through, I'm reaching down, I'm grabbing their covers off their heads, I'm throwing it, I'm grabbing their little capes, I'm trying to pull them up in the stands. Wait, you actually, like, the, the people that are, like, like the other... The, other, the West Point, the cadets, are oh, marching through the tunnel. So you actually started to, like, do a gangster war against... Kind of, I was trying to pull them up, because, like, it's, it's fun, like, they're laughing at us, and they're trying to pull me down, and I'm trying to oh pull them God. up. Oh, my God, okay. It's like, I can't believe this thing. It's fun, because it's, like... It's fine. Okay. It's a rivalry. You're playing with each like. I'm with the, it until somebody gets like their eye poked out. No, so like I'm like pulling their covers and I'm like throwing it back at them. Like I'm trying to pull them up and they're trying to pull me down and it's like, it's just fun banter. Well, and <laughs> I get called out right like this company officer or someone's like you over here now. I'm like, all right, I have two options. I can just disappear in the crowd and like. Gone. I mean, would they not know it's you? They wouldn't, because like we're all, we have our covers on, like. Oh, okay. But I knew that company officer, and so I wasn't sure if he would know me again. And plus, like, the inner, like, regardless of how many times I've been in trouble, like, the inner, like, guidance on me was, like, do the right thing, like, take your punishment. You got caught. You were trying to do the right, like. And it was worth it. It was definitely worth it, man. I mean, like, it was fun. Like, honestly, like, there was, it was funny, because, like, there was a mom from West Point, one of the cadets, and she was, like, laughing. She's like, this is so fun. Like, because she was, like, this is, like. It's rough housing, right? Like we're rough housing. It's just fun. Are like, girls in the mix of this? Oh yeah, everybody's okay. in the mix. Like, okay. I'm getting everybody. Like we're like we're like harassing them because like I just love that this. You is won't our ever see on TV. Our elite, man. Like but everybody it's like, stereotype it as. It's like you know, like your biggest rival. Like no, maybe, I'm I completely get it. But it's as funny because it's like it. we're we're like at each other's throat, but we all know at the end of the day, like our goal, or at the end we of the day, like, we're gonna be serving together as brothers and sisters yeah, arms, yeah, yeah. and we're willing to give each other's lives for each other. It's literally so it's like yeah, it's your. It's your brothers and sisters. Yes. Like, your brothers and sisters are marching underneath you, and you're like, I'm going to mess with them. So, yeah. I get called out, I come over, and I'm, like, getting lit up, and I'm being, like, yelled at. Were you um, pretty drunk at this point? No, I'm, I'm not. Oh. I wasn't intoxicated at oh. all. Oh, okay. So, like, my girlfriend at the time, and her friends are there, and I'm getting, like, so the senior enlisted is, like, screaming at me. He's like, you brace up when I'm talking to you, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, stop. I'm not. Like, you're making a bigger scene than it needs to be right now, and I'm not going to do that. He's like, what company are you in? I was like, blah, blah, blah. So he goes and tells my company officer, who then tells my company commander, who's the midshipman in charge of all of us, and our class, and our company, who's my best friend and my roommate. Oh, yeah. Again, the power of relationships. So, Strategic partnerships, y'all. So then I'm, I'm like, <laughs> shit. My parents are in town. and I'm Oh, wait, a, so that's a bad thing? Yeah, because I'm about to get in trouble. And oh, wait, about, he, that's your dude. He has you. So my parents are in town. Like, we're supposed to go to dinner with them that night, blah, blah, blah. So, um... We win, great, because the Navy is better than Army. Um, and uh, 
Um, so the commandant or the superintendent gives everybody, no matter what status you are, so even if you're on restriction at the time, no matter what status you have an overnight. So like if you're on restriction, oh, after okay. that game, you have to get on a bus to go back to the Naval wow. Academy. So I was supposed to go back to the Academy because I was now in trouble. And I was like, are you going to argue with a four-star general or admiral? And he's like, no. So I go back to my company, my buddy, Mike, and I'm, and because our company officer is like, he's going back on a bus, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, I'm not going back on a bus. Like, my parents are here. We have hotel rooms. Like, I'm not leaving. We just got okayed by the superintendent of the Naval Academy to stay out. So I got in trouble. Football has that power, but okay. Yeah, so in a way, I, I stayed and I stayed in Philly. We had a good time, and I came back. And this is right before Christmas break, and I get adjudicated. And at the Naval Academy, if you hit 60 days restriction, you get maxed out on everything else, like max tours, max demerits. Oh, my gosh. You get what we call the black end. So instead of a varsity blue sweater with our yellow end star, you get a black end on our yellow sweater. And it's an underground community that vets you to make sure that you are actually maxed out, and then they will order you one. So you Wait, have that's, to, that, that, that's, that's not thing. a thing you want. No, it's cool. It's a pride of honor. Oh, it is. If you're on restriction, oh, okay. you're like, I want that, right? Oh, so okay. I ended up not getting maxed out because they were they knowingly knew like it was a badge of honor. Like, okay, if I'm gonna get in trouble, they're gonna max me out. Like, I'm gonna get oh. this end sweater. So oh my God, that's really hilarious. That's a thing. Yeah. Oh my god. It's a whole like oh. underground thing. So I didn't get maxed out because of that. So <laughs> they adjudicated me, and then they're like, okay. Pretty much instead of, um, I love that she's found her path by the way. She's 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 a good girl. They allowed me to go home for Christmas, so I could have stayed at the Naval Academy for Christmas for the holidays. And like, we'll let you go home the minute you set foot on the academy after the holidays, you're on restriction. So I came back from the academy, and I I literally, last second, I stepped on the academy. I was like, all right, boom, now I'm going to restriction musters, I'm on restriction for the next 45 days. So I got 45 days. Restriction, I can't remember how many tours I did. Probably like 30 or something. And then demerits and then extra duty hours. So I do all that, serving it. And at some point in time, whoever... This is the definition of graceful disruption, by the way. Whoever has been <laughs> on restriction the longest then turns into be the head restrictee who's in charge of all the restrictees. So Love I it. will muster everybody and I knew where everybody is. So now, like, I've been doing this for, like, about, like, a week or two, and it's my last day on restriction. And, like, everybody's pumped, because, like, I've been there, and obviously I've been friends with everybody, and everybody loves me at this point, and <laughs> mind you, I got selected for a Navy pilot at that time, so, like, my first restriction muster is with my practicum class teacher, professor, who's a Navy pilot. So my first interaction with my professor that day is me at restriction muster, then in turn, I show up to her class late. Why were you late? Were you doing errands? I was running errands. Oh, okay. What? That's not even a good excuse. No, there's no excuse. I was just late. Okay, I was running errands. She's like, seriously, Tim? What do you have to get done? I was like, sorry, ma'am. I'll see you tonight. I restrict some mustard. She laughed and like, it was okay at that point. Um, Literally an ex-president. Okay. So, um, so last day of restriction, this is now 45 days later into my second semester of my senior year. So, how long is your semester? I don't know. So pretty much almost half my semester, I'm already on restriction for my senior year. Were you tired of it at this point? Were you just like, Yeah, like at that point, like it's kind of funny at that point. Yeah, like, I'm like, so, yeah. it's a, well, like I'm just like, I know the system and like you get to know like the company officers and they're like, okay, like you're cool. Like, you like we're tired of it. Just yeah. get out. Just graduate. God damn it. 
So last day we're doing a restriction muster and I'm in charge. I'm like, all right, hey, like I report to the, the officer in charge. I'm like, hey, sir, uh, you know, whatever the number is. Like we have 50 present, we have we have 55 assigned, 50 present, blah, 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 or here, 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 here. So they had signed out, they're on watch or whatever. He's like, okay, roger that. So you have to account for everybody, just like the military, which is a really good tool of like, you're on a mission and I have 45 guys or girls, right? Like guys and girls, I'm like, I need to come home with 45 guys and girls. I need to know where they all are. So you're accounting for everybody. So I go back to my room and it's like a Saturday. I think it's actually, no, it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. And I'm like, I go back to my senior side. I could go back and I take my uniform off and I'm going to like watching a movie. And then every company has a floor and every floor has a CMOD. So a roving freshman that like watches the floor and makes sure there's no fire or floods or anything like trouble. They have like a little log and they came, he comes by or she comes by and like, like I think it was a he, he comes by and he's like, Hey sir, how are you doing? Um, the company, the officer that watched wants to see you. Cause I guess they were calling on the one MC, like the microphone. Okay. I had my headphones on watching a movie. Oh, I was like, oh, this is not good. So I put my uniform on, I run down there or don't run. I walk down there and I show up I and I see this other female who had told me that she was on watch. Or I was told by somebody else that she was on watch. So she was the person walking around the floor. Is like, so she had another obligation that she couldn't make it to the restriction muster. So she had signed, she forgot to sign out. So I signed her out. Oh, okay. So I was like, all right, hey, this person's here. It's called gun decking. So it's like, they didn't come, they're supposed to come sign out. So like if she was like on watch, she was supposed to come down to the main office. Hey, I'm on watch. I'm not yeah. going to get restriction muster. So he called everybody. Each deck is like, oh, you're not a female. Hey, where is. Michigan fourth class Robinson. Um, well, hold on, let me go get her. She's in Iraq. So instead of staying watch, she was sleeping. Ooh. So, which then in turns could be, well, at that point, was in turn an honor offense that had lied. Oh, oh my God. Dude, you've got a knack for. So I show up and I'm like, they're like, so why did you lie to us? And I was like, I didn't lie to you. Like, Midshipman first class, blah blah blah, told me that midshipman fourth class, blah blah blah, was on CMOD, so I signed him out. These this are is like perfect, perfect worst case scenarios. Yeah, and I was like, and this is what's been passed down to me on how we run these musters. And I'm like, okay, like, well, she wasn't, she was in Iraq. I was like, okay, that's really cool, thanks. And he's like, well, we're gonna put you up front on our fence. And after my last adjudication, the 05, so pretty high up officer said, if you get any more trouble, I'm gonna personally see to that you get kicked out of the Naval Academy. Damn. So I'm like, fuck. Well, you're almost like honor midshipmen or all these things. Yeah, it like, doesn't matter. None of that matters. And at that point, after my, my junior year, if I got kicked out, I owe everything back from day one. Oh, so shit. So they, they total everything up. So like, at that point, that education is probably like three twenty five. dollars Oh, uh, So they would yeah. bill me $325,000 and say, that's your student loan. You're welcome. Oh, so okay. So I was like, oh my God. So. This is senior year, correct? Senior year. Okay. So how so, long did you have to actually be good? So I go back and I, I go to this woman and I'm like, you're coming with me and we're going to go talk to the company officer and we're gonna, you're going to tell him that you lied because you did. Yeah. So she did. And then they pass it down to the officer that told me. So they pass it down from brigade to battalion. So they give it to the battalion officer and said, hey, if you, uh, um, this is your this is your decision. And he actually looked at it and surprisingly he was pretty fair. He's like, Honestly, like, I don't think you did anything wrong. Like, what was your pass down? Like, what was your standing orders on how to run this midshipman muster? And I was like, yeah. blah, 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 blah. I was like, so what was passed down to you, you executed perfectly. So it's not your fault. 
what the problem was, what was being passed on, how to run this thing. Yeah. So I was like, holy cow. So then I pushed it down to my company. And then arguably my company classmate, who was one of the guys that was talking shit about me, fried me for another 15 days. What? So I got off restriction on, on Sunday. I was back on restriction on Friday for another 15 days. So then in turn, my 60 days kind of hit. I never got the sweater because I didn't serve it consecutively. Okay. But at the end of like 60 days, what they do is they take you from one end of the retina and they drag you through the other end and they like throw you out pretty much. Like don't ever come back because like if you come back, you're probably going to get kicked out. So wow. they drag you and it's like a bad – it's like this whole like – It's like a huge – Subculture like a deep, bad – yeah. That's like deep like so want, medieval time shit. So like like – Every night, somebody would come in. So it's a three-story rotunda, right? And we're at the bottom. And somebody would come in and yell, free Tim Tackle, and then run away. Oh, my God. Every night for 15 days. So um, I ended <laughs> What's up... What's going on right now? Yeah. What? So I ended up getting out of that, and, like, I graduated. Wait, because, like, the people spoke? No, like, they... So they gave it back to my company, and my company was like, what do you want to do? And they're like, we'll, we'll fry you for 15 days. So I wasn't going to get this is crazy at this point. So I got lucky. I got really lucky. Well, you got, so I got lucky getting because, caught up for dumb shit. Well, and, and that's, I think, what that company officer or the battalion officer looked at it. And he's like, you didn't do anything wrong. You were Dude, doing... this is literally our system right now. You realize this. No, right? that, that's why I get so frustrated right now. Because it's yeah. like, what's getting passed down to you is like, okay, this is your roles or responsibilities. And I did those perfectly. But yet now I'm in trouble for them. Because somebody lied to me. Now I'm back on restriction. It's never my fault. And that, that was not... Like, I should never have done those 15 days. Like, really, that... My classmate, my peer, should have stood up and been a – again, the whole thing is like in seven months you're going to be an officer and now you're going to be in charge of making these decisions for real, yeah. for real lives. Yeah. You should have been able to say, this guy didn't do anything wrong. Like yeah. there's, like he got lied to. It's not his fault. Right. That's but again, it goes thing. back to command responsibility, right? Like if I'm the captain of a ship – and I'm asleep and my ship runs into another ship, I'm still responsible for that. Yeah, which yeah. I think there's a flaw to that too. I mean, I, I kind of get that. I mean, you can't, there's no perfect system and you have to like have trust in your leadership. There's yeah, always how do you like read the line? But so. Well, and then you can choose to be a leader and know that you had there's some subjectiveness to how you operate. However, then would you choose not to be a leader? Like, I think that's some piece you gotta take on. Yeah, and I think that's, it's, it's crazy to think. Like, you look at some people that are in charge of companies and corporations, right? Like, how do they oh. get there? You know, you, I, I think you look at like I look at it from a completely different lens now like was, was, well that was kind of my like full tail around situation now post grad post naval academy coming from where you came from in that experience like how do you operate different now in your life and how do you view like our political system different and or the same yeah so I mean like I gotta what what's the matter Callie is my animal queen come here what's what? up they are they being bad out there? My dog might be digging a hole. She might be at the honorable one here. Oh, no, that's okay. That's the camera. You go that's the lap tail. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> no, so then in turn, right, like full circle, right, you do your military service however long you do it, and you're like, hey, that's probably a too far. Did you put an R on you? Yeah, of course. The mayor. Of course you did. Okay. So then you start rolling into, okay, I'm going to transition out of the military, right? Did you leave kind of like a jaded point, or were you like... Well, I've learned, I got what I got out of this, and now I can do something different. Man, how much time do we have? Dude, there's no time. Oh, some of my cats go on. If you're done speaking, that's one thing. But No, I'm not. Like, no. I think there's so much we're going to talk about. Though. Like, well, the journey oh, still keeps going, right? Like, <laughs> Tis life. <laughs> Tis life. But 
so my military career was again back to like, and I kind of think I just my life in general is like hitting roadblocks, hitting roadblocks. And like, I don't want to say like I've had a, like a hard life because I haven't. I've been very fortunate to like be where I'm at and like have parents that I had and put me in a position and a trajectory that I've been able to succeed in. Yeah. But like, even with that, like you're going to have hard times. Like it doesn't matter where you come from, right? Like you can come from the ghetto and you're going to have obviously very hard yeah. steps to get over that. It's same thing. You can come from a very privileged family, and you have the same steps, just a different way, right? Yeah. But you have. Well, I think have... it's a very human experience to be like, um, you again break down, and then you break through, and you kind of choose how you get through it. Um, and the, the 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 best thing I think about these casts that I've seen is like I see a very commonality, like an underlining, and I've said this a million times. But my hard charging humans that are like type A, I'm gonna do this. It's it's uh, the lesson takes many times to be learned because. You will, I'm going to fix this. I'm going to do it my way. And it's like, you don't get in trouble once. You get in trouble five times because yeah. you will make it your way. And th- these are my like smartest. But I think that's what humans. like makes us great. Like you should do Absolutely. it your way. To a certain point, right? But there's, like, well, there's an there's, awareness factor of like, maybe yes. just follow the rules just a little. <laughs> there, there, I mean, I always said like the rules of the Naval Academy and probably any service academy are there for one reason to figure out how to get around them. They're, well, I mean, they're there because it's and the I best that, way. That they, they're trying to like, I think yeah. it comes from good space, but it's an archaic it comes situation. From, yeah, but it's also teaching you, you know, how to get around things and yeah. work the system a little bit, right? Like, there's a lot of rules that like, just don't make sense. Like, I'll yeah. Just <laughs> um, so, yeah, so my so senior year, you put in, like, beginning of your senior year, you put in your preferences of, like, what you want to serve select. So you rank them for whatever it is, you know, pilot, NFO. SEALs, EOD, Marines, um, subs, and then there's a couple other things. So you just rank them what you want. So I put in, I wanted, after being a part of water polo and, and being some of my upperclassmen, I'm going to be SEALs. I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to be a Navy SEAL. Like, get a jump out of planes, get to go scuba dive, and I get to go shoot bad guys, terrorists, like, which I came here to do because of 9 11. Like, it was a catalyst of, like, I want to help, you know, push that threat back to outside of our soil. Yeah. So I ended up putting SEALs, EOD, surface worker officers on a ship. What's EOD? Uh, explosive Ordnance Disposal. So like okay. Boss Squad. Got it. And okay. then SEALs is obviously. SEALs. Pew pew. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you hear it here? I didn't say it. You did. Carry on. <laughs> go left. Go left. <laughs> um, so I ended up, you know, turning my, my selection and I had SEALs, EOD, um, Service warfare, so going to be like an officer on a ship, and then pilot. That was the only one I got selected for. I took my test. I got selected for a pilot at the test. Which you initially wanted. Which I initially wanted, which is kind of funny. That's so then good. I turned it into my company officer, and at the time, he's like, this is when he liked me. This is before I got in trouble my senior year. He was like, hey, I want you to look at that number third choice, and I want you to change it. Well, he didn't say change. He's like, I want you to think about it this weekend and come back to me on Monday. Okay. He's like, I'm not going to take it right now. So I ended up switching it up to SEALs, EOD, pilot. Service worker officer, and then I can't remember my other ones where I turned it in. Great. Service selection comes around, which is like November time frame right about now. Right before Thanksgiving, actually. This is December, sorry. And you get your service assignments, and I got pilot. And I was devastated. I was devastated. Because like, you wanted what he wanted, wanted you to seals. want? Or... I wanted SEALs, so I didn't get SEALs. Okay. So I got pilot, and I was like, shit. Like, I actually don't want pilot because I wanted to go to a ship to go put in, like, a fleet transfer to SEALs. Yeah. Was that more devastating than not getting to the Naval Academy initially? Yeah. Or? Honestly, I think it yeah. was. Because I at that point, that. I was like, you know, like, older. 
I had a core group of friends that were all going to try to go SEALs together. And, you know, now, like, they all got selected and I didn't. Oh, everybody got it but you. Yeah. Well, most of them got it. Um, So then I was like, shit, like, all my buddies are going to go. And, like, we always, like, talk, like, hey, we're going to be in Buds. We're going to try to get a Buds class together. We could be Buds, blah, blah, blah. So now I'm like, all right, well, shit, I'm going to go to flight school. So I went to flight school. I started flying and did a basic flying program called IFS and a Cessna. So 13 and a half or 18 hours in a civilian aircraft. And I completed that. And I was like, this is a lot of fun, but I want to be the guy like jumping out the back. Like I, I knew that if I was a pilot, like I'd have a lot of regret in my life. So I called my old mentor, Eric, who like got me the name of Academy. And he was like, I was super nervous to call him. And I called him. I was like, Hey, I talked to you about something. He's like, all right. And I was like, I think I'm going to resign my air contract. So I give up this highly coveted spot of being an aviator, naval aviator. Like, that's a hard thing to get. Yeah. He's like, okay, like, talk to, talk to me about it. Why? And I was like, well, I want to be a SEAL too bad. And we started talking about it. And he's like, all right, I just want to ask you one thing. Everything else you said is like, checks the box. He's like, do you think you could kill somebody? And I was like, honestly, yeah, I think I can. Because, like, yeah, like, I love that she's turning it more towards you. Yeah. Oh, it's your yeah, girl. She knows. That's my girl. Here. <laughs> so I was like, and I talked to him through it, and I was like, you know, Eric, when we all take the oath of office, we all swear to defend and protect the Constitution against all enemies, foreign and domestic. So everybody is sworn to kill at that point. That's a military. different question, though, in my mind. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I told him, I was like, what's the difference if I got jets and I'm now flying over Afghanistan or Iraq and I'm dropping a bomb, you know, JDAM, that somebody's lighting up on a target that I don't know? But only the intel tells me, and then come to find out it's a mosque or a school. Yeah. Now I just killed civilians, right? Yeah. As a SEAL, your targets are very delineated, and you know exactly who, or Delta, or you know any highly specialized force, you know exactly what target you're going after. Yeah. So that was my thing. I was like, if I know the target, or if I'm in a hand-to-hand, or if I'm in shooting, you know, in a firefight, I know who's firing at me. A, but is that air- always the case? I understand the argument. I'm just saying. Like, so that's the way I justified it. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and who knows? I don't know. I'm, I was never afforded the opportunity to get in that position of like being able to pull the trigger, right? So like we all talk about this, but same thing. Like I was never afforded the opportunity to drop a bomb. So yeah. like, how am I going to feel? Yeah. That was how I felt at the time. He's like, honestly, that's a good question. And he's like, that's a really good answer. And I think, you know, like, he's like, you don't need my approval, but thank you. And I was like, well, that was yeah. my approval. So I ended up giving up my air contract. I went to a ship, did a tour on a ship, and came back and applied for SEALs. The XO at the time denied me. Then I applied again after I got back from deployment, and I got denied again. And then I kind of found a way to realign myself for SEAL training, and I got accepted, and I went to BUDS. Okay. So I ended up going to BUDS in 2012, graduated Naval Academy in 2009. So I showed up to BUDS, and I did my BUDS thing, and I ended up getting hurt. Like a year in training. Oh, that's right. I did yeah. it this far. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did first phase. Um, I was in first phase, that realm, first phase PTR, which is like the holding bay for like a year. So I ended up getting dropped from training medically, um, you know, um, which is like a huge, but at that point, like then my third class, like I knew, like I was like, okay, the odds of me making it through at this time, like I have a fucked up knee, like yeah. be lucky to make it through. Like you're lucky to make it through if you're hundred percent healthy. Yeah. Um, so I ended up getting dropped from training and then I did an extra year and a half, got my surgery on my knee and I got out and the transition of coming out of the military at that point. And I think like all these things in my life from 
Naval Academy, getting in the Naval Academy, getting in trouble, this, that, and the other, have led up to that of like, like, I, like it's tough like being a veteran getting out because like you're told, come here. Literally tell like on the camera. What are you doing? <laughs> She's like, I need attention now. Like you're told like, you have all this like, you have all this worth, but like, how do you translate that? So like, I got told so many times like, you don't have enough experience or you don't have like, I applied for a, a manager role at a company and they told me like, yeah. you don't have enough marketing experience. I'm like, well, yeah, no shit because I've been defending my country for the last, our you country. You've humans. You've, you've, had, you've carried more responsibility as far as like, way of like people living. It's oh, not like, are we going to close this account that's X amount of six figures? Okay. Like, Which then when you get into it, you but realize. there's two different worlds, dude. But it's, yeah, but once you get into it, you realize like there's so many similarities, right? Like, oh, absolutely. Same thing as you're talking about in your world of marketing and influencing it's like the same thing it's like i would say the responsibility is similar the conversation is similar i would never put anything against our because you are at the end of the day when you're responsible for lives and i say this for our first responders or anything like it is different conversation but as far as like dealing with um employees teammates mentorship responsibility go back to yeah it's 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 a similar combo i may not have been in this realm or whatever for the last seven eight years like my peers that graduated college but i have proven through my service or and most military members that I can be adaptable, I can learn. Yeah. Um, I mean, I don't, I don't know who was, I, I, as a former D1 athlete, and again, I don't compare it to our armed service, our, our military, but, but very, I mean, I but, mean, similar, but I so, would always, but they're so similar when you break it down to the, the well, basic Well, as far as level. like the commitment, our young human that knows what they want to do when they're young, I appreciate it as, I mean, as a small business owner, I would always want to hire, if I could, someone that has that experience. Yeah. I would so appreciate military, as former student athlete, all those things. Not that I'm saying I wouldn't, hire someone that hasn't known those things but when they've done that I we already have a piece of common yeah. ground and I know they already get certain things on a certain level well yeah I mean like and the things that makes like, the military like, and veteran the veteran community outside the military so great like if I were to say that veteran like okay we kind of have a similar background I know yeah. I know where you stand ish you know well you understand like some of the stuff they've been through you know what it's what what how they've again committed as a young person. So you're not teaching a person at, you know, twenty five to thirty, you're teaching a person at twenty five to thirty yeah. that's already committed. But how do you and like I think that's like just taking their like going back to like strengths and stuff like how do you take their strengths that they've had and like mold those into well i think that's where i think that i you kind of thrived as like the peers saw your strengths regardless of rep you being reprimanded or getting in trouble they knew that you had kind of been around the block and this is where i have faith in our young people i think outside of what our stereotypical resumes like points of qualification are out there i think our young people our future even future companies like now companies that are thriving like google and whatnot they're still a little bit traditional um are looking at some of these other factors there's my young queen um where it's like yes this might happen but you've lived the real circle you've done the real job you've done these things it's been clear we got the two of them here. Hey, so she's, play with her. she's jealous cleo wants to hang out with callan doesn't care come here. Come, here. come here come through come here. Come here. oh a jealous girl but no, I, I, but just, like, I think that they, I think people see through, I think our companies are starting to get out of this traditional norm of what qualifies you as an acceptable person or an acceptable employee. Now they want to be like, have you done real shit? Have you done real things? Outside of having a college degree or even a high school diploma. <laughs> it's, I mean, I, I just think we're, we're in this evolving space of outside of like traditional resume. People are like, what have you really done? Like, what, have, how can you actually meet well, think, people? Yeah. Like. I hope exactly. It is. Or you know, what is your experiences? You may not have the traditional experience of like I've done like internships or I've done X Y Z, but like, did you not show up at that corporate job and be like, listen, I can run circles around you? Well, have you I mean, not been in a room and be like, I'm the smart, and this is an ego based thing, but I'm the smartest human in this room right now? I've been in that room where I'm like, I have more leadership experience than everybody in this room. There combined. you go. 
And there's probably a CEO in that room that's been in doing their job for over 20 years and makes six figures, and you're new on this. And side. I could say I could probably pull the uh, not an ego thing, but like I could probably get your employees to perform better than you're performing them right Incentivize now. people. And yeah. I don't know the market, but I can tell you like you may not be capitalizing on these strengths the way that you should, or feeding them the way they need to be fed. But that's genuine leadership. And that's not even like knowing specifically what you need to do. That's just relating to humans and motivating them to perform, not just for you, but for the greater good. Yeah. And so I left that corporate job. I was in the corporate job for 10 months and my buddy was doing mortgages and he was like, Hey, this, this, you have an econ degree. You're fantastic with human beings and connecting and relating. And that's what a mortgage lender, like that's a lot of our job. I mean, you know, taking you through a process of, probably the biggest financial decision you ever make through that to, you know, it's trust. And I always try to tell my clients like, Hey, don't trust me until the end. Like, I don't want your trust until the end. Yeah. And I have a client's like, how about they like, Hey, just you do, we trust you. (laughs) But I'm like, I want to earn your trust. Like, you know, cause when you just give somebody blind trust, a lot can go wrong. So wait, so we, we, we we leaped or left. Not sure. I think it was a, we leaped it. I think it was a leap to left. We, like a, we swan dove out of uh, Naval like Academy. Like off a cliff. Uh, we, so wait, corporate world. So Naval Academy, corporate world. To... Naval Academy, Navy, corporate world for yeah. 10 months. And I was doing corporate partnerships for them. And I was in a very basic role, which I think. That's when I met you. And I was yep. like. Really? And I, was not... I, I will say first impressions, I couldn't judge fully. Like we were, but I was like, when you were saying what you did, I was like, really? Because you are. Because again, I brought I up was a lot of humans. You were good with social. There than yeah. I was in the coordinator role. Well, and having my experience from my brothers, knowing what you had gone through as much as I could as a civilian and not super connected, I was like, damn, that must be hard for you to be in that role because... It was a very humbling experience for me, <laughs> yeah. to tell you the truth. And like, yeah. and I think that was like, I mean, probably the managers that I work with didn't understand that. Mm-hmm. But I was... It was very humbling. And I learned a lot. And I was very fortunate and appreciative of the opportunity. And the people I worked with were fantastic. And I still have, like, really good friends, obviously. And I met fantastic people from that. And, like, I'd still go work for that company again, but in the right role. And yeah. what I learned there, and it might be just be that, that one company, was, you know, I was like, well, how do I get promoted? And it's like, well, you got to perform really well at your job that you're doing. I was like, well, what was if I'm in the wrong role? Like, yeah. if I'm in the wrong role, I'm not going to perform well. Like, that's just the – that's – and I think that's where it is goes. Is that a reoccurring theme, like coming from the Naval Academy situation? No, I just think like just understanding like, it, as an officer, like if I saw, I saw like opportunities where people yeah. on my under my command or my charge were in the wrong role, and I was like, oh, you're not performing well because not because you're a terrible person, you're just not in the right position. Yeah. And then when you gave them that responsibility and that role, they thrived. They thrived. Yeah. And our division thrived, and I was a deck division, which is. Trust me, guys, I was deck, deck divo. We were the knuckle draggers, right? Like, we yeah. were, like, the bottom, like, very prideful. But, like, most of the time, like, your ASAP scores didn't qualify you for a higher, like, IO job or something like that. But, like, probably the most – it's the most traditional job in the Navy, both of me. Like, you're taking care of the ship. You're running knots. You're, like, the most seamanship Navy job ever in the world is a both of me. Okay. Like, they're most – and they are some of the most prideful human beings you ever meet. But also probably the most difficult, like – as a division and I think everybody will agree like it's not a knock on it but like if you go on a deployment you're like the boats and mates are probably gonna get in trouble like okay. first and foremost we went through a whole Westpac and that one Liberty incident like my guys and girls performed well yeah and I don't think it was like indicative to me and maybe it was but it was like me and my senior leadership where we were like 
hey, we're going to treat you like adults. And like, I told him that from day one. I was like, I'm going to treat you like an adult until you give me a reason not to treat you like an adult. Yeah. And then we're going to have a different – then it's going to be a completely different world. Yeah. But I'm going to give you trust because I think you Dude, have to I give know. trust to get trust too, right? I like, completely agree. I can't just That's not tell- normal in the corporate world though. That's not the, how it is. No, of course not. Like I, I gave him so much trust and responsibility and I was like, until you guys prove me wrong, then we're going to operate this way. Yeah. You know, and it was a different way of thinking about it, but it worked. And like, there were probably a few things that could have been brought up higher, but we took care of it internally because we had this tight knit thing where like, and I always told my guys and girls like, if you guys find me on Liberty, I'll buy you a beer. Yeah. So it was this like camaraderie too, where like, he cares about us. And like, yeah. I'd wake up for evolutions at like 2.30 in the morning where I didn't need to wake up and I'd go down there and I'd pull the line and I'd tell them to take a break and like, go take a nap. Yeah. It's like, hey, I got it. Like, what? I'm like, yeah, go take a nap. That's I huge. It. But I wanted him to see that, like, if I'm going to tell you to come down here at two thirty in the morning, that I'm going to fucking be here at two thirty in the morning. Yeah. So when I got, to I the think court, that's how it should be. It should it be. Should fucking be but like, like it's, not it's not like that. Not. Like, can you can you kind of do that? I mean, I know it's different now that we're older and we're in kind of like civilian world. Yeah. Um, can you do that in your position now? Like, I know you'll give one hundred ten percent just because you're yeah. A it's human. different. It's a different world. Like, so I left corporate America and I went to mortgages, which is very. I guess loosey goosey, right? Like I kind of run my own schedule. I run my own clients. Like I only eat what I kill. So yeah, if I'm not out hustling and meeting new people or doing a good job and performing well, I'm not going to get business. Right. Yeah. So, um, I started that like four years ago. I've had my biggest year yet. It's been four years. Yeah. Holy well, God, no, probably three. Okay. Well, still. three and a half, <laughs> Seems like three and a half years. Okay. okay. Um, you know, like, I want to know, like, they're obviously, like, in, in the mortgage world, there's, like, very delineated, like, buckets. Like, I'm yeah. not going to work in the processor world. I'm not going to, I have nothing to do with underwriting. Like, that's a whole different beast. Like, I don't know anything about it, so yeah. you're speaking so, to um, newbie here. As but... a process of the loan goes through, like, you go to a loan officer, then you're going to go through processing and underwriting and all these things in between. So, I'm here to help navigate that, right? Okay. So, it takes a lot of trust, I'm assuming, someone coming Huge in. Huge trust. And I think okay. that's the biggest thing is, like, being relatable to a person yeah. or a family or, you know, somebody single, like a single female, like, hey, I'm going to buy a house. Like, holy shit, like, it's a very vulnerable. Anybody, single male. Well, no, I, the, the cast I did before this was women in trade and, like, trade business, like, yeah. electric heating, whatever. And as a single female coming into my house slash studio, I'm like, I've gotten quotes house. To, yeah, to, like, paint yeah. was, it was, like, 17000 to, like, uh, 1500 bucks is what I mean because I think people just assume like you you don't know and exactly it's a whole other thing and that's what so I love like, about okay. like, but that's all it's a real conversation in 2019 it, yeah I mean it's you know and I help I think I do a really good job of helping delineate that and I've actually given business away I'm like yeah I can't touch that that's a really good deal or let me help you like I know you've already you have a relationship with this person and you're not going to switch but let me help you get a better deal and yeah. they're not going to use me at this point, but I want always what's best for you. Yeah. And it comes from a place of like just genuine. Do you think that circles back to you? I hope so. I think I hope, I mean, I'm just, you're, you know, I, I hope, wholeheartedly believe that it will. I know, really do. But again, it goes back to day one when I got denied from the Naval Academy. Yeah. Can I, I could have sat there and like, fuck it. My life's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. And I go to a regular college, which isn't wrong. Like it's fantastic. That's not what you wanted. You still That's gotta, yeah. Or I'm going to say Hey, I'm gonna to try to find a way to make it better, right? Yeah. Same thing in like the mortgage role. Like, hey, I may not be able to win this deal, and I may not be able to get that commission to pay my bills. But you know what? At the end of the day, I made this person's experience better, and I put them in a really good position. Even yeah. though I didn't help, I didn't do it. I helped them get into the best position possible because that's gonna come back, right? 
that person's yeah. gonna go and say, "Hey, like my letter, I got, I did my loan through it, but this guy over here, like he hooked yeah, me up, and I didn't, up. he didn't yeah. even get paid on it." Dude, that that doesn't happen that much in this day and age. It's crazy. Like, I think I'm sure my boss get pissed if you heard that, but like, <laughs> say, why didn't you win that? And that's the thing. Like, I just did this strength finders class, and it's like competition. And it's like a lot of like, guys and girls in our industry are like, "Well, you didn't close the deal." Like, well, why didn't you close? Like. I did close the deal. I was saying, maybe you did actually. I closed the when deal. When people think it doesn't work out, maybe it did. But work people out. think, like, if your perspective of different, like, closing a deal is different. Like, yeah, I didn't close that deal. Great. I don't, I don't care about that because I already knew, like, that deal was never going to be closed for me. Like, I already knew I wasn't going to win that. But I knew if I could close it the right way, I could probably close more deals that way. And it's never like, it's never like that too. Like, I don't want to sound like, oh, I just want more money and I want more business. Well, no, but I think it's like lose the battle, win the war. Right, that's exactly. Right. Well, I mean, that's kind of my life in a nutshell where I like see these little things go out, but in, inevitably I was probably out of alignment, whatever. But if I always acted on what my best move was at the time or what I thought it was, and I can walk away being like, I did the best I could. Like, and I think that's, that's like, I think that's all I can ask for, right? And like, I think we're kind of closing up, but like full circle of like, do what the best with what you have, right? Yeah. You know, like and through your life and your experiences, like pull back on that and look back to that 16 years, year old self. Of like yeah. what was motivating me to be in the military? And you go back and you kind of humble yourself. Like, wow, at 16, like, okay, 9-11. When it's so pure. You're so pure. And then, you know, different, you know, don't let these like challenges or setbacks, like dictate your life. Like, it could be cancerous, right? That can yeah. be that one thing could have led me down a road of going to college and doing drugs and being a deadbeat. Like, well, I did good in the Naval Academy, so I'm a piece of shit. Yeah. You're like, okay, well, that's your decision. Like, that's no one else's decision. Like, I don't know who wrote the quote, but it's like, you can't, like, I don't have to look it up. It's like something like a chapter was written. Like, you can't, you can't change the chapter that I was written, but you can change the end of the story, right? Oh, like, totally. You right? can't like, go back and change stuff. Yeah. You take it as you come and you roll with the punches and you're like, okay, that sucked. Okay. And then maybe you're a person that gets punched in the face like a hundred thousand times, but all my most resilient humans, I promise you, but you're going to get punched, you know, that like 101,000 time, you're yeah. like not going to get punched in the face and that's going to make it for you, you know? So I, I'm a big believer in like you choose your destiny. You can really con- you control. I mean, you can't control what happens to you, but you can always control what the reaction reaction to it and like what well, happens after that. So okay, so now we've. I think it's very serendipitous that you had like all these like you have to keep running through the wall like the Kool Aid. Well, that's the thing. Like Kool Aid. Hey, like no, <laughs> no, patch the wall. Like my dad's gonna be pissed. Like didn't come to the hole. Do it again. Like, well, like so okay, so now you've had this experience, and I love that it's in lending because that is very vulnerable space if people don't know like. It might get judged in a certain way or may not. I don't really I would know. Say, but it's a big deal if you're out there. I don't know if I should say this on the air. I'm not going to say it on the air. Exactly. You're gonna, you have to say it now. You okay, so it. I don't know. Do you want me to say it? Like, okay. You can say whatever you want. So I finances in general and just in – like, finances are very vulnerable. Like I don't even want to talk to people about my finances. Yeah, it's but, weird. It's like so, but as a mor- way. But as a mortgage lender, it's like I see – everything yeah i think people know that i don't think that's a secret so i call it like looking at your butthole yeah oh you heard it here i mean that's very aggressive but like it's very aggressive so you're comfortable but like, being like that esthetician like but that's like the wax. yes like, okay like that's how like it can be so vulnerable you're like I'm exposing like everything. I'm so vulnerable right now. I'm seeing your. But you've credit. also been through the ringer, so I feel like you have, can provide empathy, which most and people can't. I don't can. care. Like I literally, like, I always tell on a client the other day. I was like. I have to check myself sometimes because, like, closing, I'm like, yeah. like, hey, what do you do? I should probably know what you do because I just did your mortgage. But, like, yeah. I don't care. Like, my biggest goal is, like, to help people and make sure that they are yeah. in the best position possible. And I think that goes back to, like, 
just good leadership in general, like understanding like human beings and like, I want what's best for you. Cause like, I would look at you as me. Like if this is me, like this is what I want to put you in. And yeah, like being, and that's why I love what I do. Cause I'm in a position where like, I'm taking a very vulnerable situation where people may not know anything about it and I can help them get to it. There's a lot of bad lenders out there. There's a lot of bad people out there in general. And and, 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 and that's such a vulnerable space though. Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, you can be a bad, you know, grocery attendant or I mean, marketing person, whatever. And that's fine. Like, well, yeah, I, was, I could like, you could be like, Hey, I'm going to do marketing for you. And then like four or five months and just suck your money. And oh, then I've at some point, yeah. Yes. And they're like, Oh yeah, I'm going to get to that. Oh yeah. I'm going to get to that. Oh yeah. I'm going to get to that. And you're like, Dude, I've given you a thousand dollars. Like, what is that? Or promoting humans that are putting a shitty message out there that are influencing our youth. Like, there's a lot of gray area in every space. But anytime you can come from space of like really taking people that are in vulnerable, so they may not even realize how vulnerable it is, and then provide empathy and like really do the right thing. That's a, I hate to say, it, but in 2019, that's a very hard human to come by. I think so. It you know, really I is. think in just, I mean, it's. I think in general, I think there's a lot of good ones out there though, and I've been fortunate to have conversations with them. Like, oh, it's yeah, well, incredible you, how many good people are out there. You attract that, right? Like, I you are so. the kind of person that like attracts that. Yeah, I hope so. It's a my bless up, yes. No, I, I that's the best compliment I can hear because it's but you attract people like, in your world matter. You, I think, the, what's the the um, the adage like you're you're a combination of the five your five closest yeah. people, right? Like we had to do some weeding out, but yes, this is facts. But you that's part of life though, right? Yeah. Like at some point like you think you bring these people into your tribe, your culture, or whatever, your circle, and then like you really get to know them on a more personal like, dude, you're kind of a piece of shit. Like I gotta yeah. cut you out of my life. Like I gotta move on and move somewhere yeah. else. I've yeah. done that, you know. Oh, like, but that says something about you as, as mean. Like, doesn't mean, mean I'm not going to forget anyone. about that because that person can still be an asset to me down the road for yeah. some what other reason. I think if it's to deal. Like, okay, so now Naval Academy, Navy, Navy, uh, corporate, corporate world, mortgage. mortgages. What would be and this is about gristle disruption? What would be your ideal, like in your ideal world? Not that you don't want to be doing what you're doing now, but like, what would be your ideal to do? Like, my idea would be like, what Ellen's doing, like her big, great giveaways. And I've never been a fan of, not, not, not a fan of money. I'm down to make money, but I would love to make a bunch of money to give it away to like people that are right in, in the in between. That's what I always say. Like, I always laugh because like the whole thing. Like, if I win the lottery, what would we do with it? Like, not just I throw always, it away, but like genuinely find <clears throat> humans that are right before they need like a little something, like a little push. Like just like. So again, in my industry, like I'm fortunate enough to do like refinances for people and yeah. a couple of refinances that I've done for people recently, like I can't even express how like, so you can skip two payments and you can yeah. get some money back at closing. And it's like, I've like helped, they, they were on the brink of like our, you know, our pump is fail. Our pump just failed during yeah. this process. Like we need this thing to get through and you're like, Oh my God, like I'm like on a greener scale, like I'm affecting a, a life so much yeah. more. I mean, I don't know. Like, I think the future, just trying not to get in trouble. <laughs> I thought we covered just that. Trying you to got get reprimanded 50 no. times. Yeah. Um, I think the same thing, like, right? Like, try to find that that space where, you know, like, I can be an, an influence and help and grow and yeah. mentor. And, you know, I'm there's so much negativity in the world right now and in our politics and our country. But, like, there's so much positive if you can weed through that yeah. bullshit and kind of mm-hmm. sift through it. And, like, it's not as bad as people think. And, we think a lot more like-minded than we really think we do. Like I meet so many, like obviously I'm pretty conservative, you know, I'm, on the, I'm probably more right. And I have like one of my best friends from high school is probably far left. I and mean, her and I will have great conversations. And at the end of the day, like, I'm not going to hate you because you believe something different from me. And she's not going to automatically start labeling me because I vote a certain way. Like she might not like the person I vote for, but Hey, that's my right. 
That's why we live in America, because we can yeah. vote for whoever we want. We can say whatever we want. Well, it's not that right or left anymore. It's like you might be physically, like, as far as financial I think, like, I think red, we're moving away from, like, this politics system. I think like, it's very Pleasantville, archaic system of, like, it's very right, left, red, blue. And I don't I don't think any human is that anymore. And I can, I've had many of these conversations. I'll be honest, I'm 100% not a Trump fan just because I don't like mean people. But they want but you to be in that. Like, you right, know. But that's, and that's the thing. As a branding manager, I don't, it's not, again, that. But I, the one thing, or the other. It's yeah, not the thing that I find funny is. though about politics too is like you said. You said like mean people with Trump. Like you know, like, and the left is like very much like, well, he's a mean person. And then you right. watch the town hall meeting with Joe Biden, where he's like pretty much bullying this guy. Oh, it's and, weird. Well, that's weird. I mean, right? all of it, politics like, are the art of it is very bizarre to and me it's in like, general. That's who you're kind of putting up against Trump, yeah. and like. But I think that's what they think they need to be versus what they actually like, are. I don't. I, don't, I think I don't we know. need to move completely away from that. And just, like I don't. I would hope so, but is that realistic? Like, is, is is that digestible for mainstream America? Because, like, I think this is a pretty advanced conversation, and maybe yeah. that's judgmental in itself. I, don't, I mean, there's no, so many I angles to take like, it. I don't know. I think it's just indicative to where we've been and, like, how we've grown as a country and, like, pushed our politics to the point where, I mean, I think, like you said, like, I'm, I'm our next generation are being more informed, yeah. right? I think we're kind of, like, there's a this middle ground where, we're on this bud feed, BuzzFeed, and we see, like, sorry, BuzzFeed, but, like, you see, like, headlines, you tagline, yeah. and you're, like, you read the headline, and all of a sudden, now, that's your political belief, and right? that's it, yeah. That's it. You have no, like, you don't go and source out different sources and read three or four different articles on the same thing and kind of delineate, but then, again, how do you find those sources? Like, how yeah. do you find that non well, how do you believe it? Well, and that's right? why I'm passionate again about what I do, because they're believing news, influencers. Like, as as people hate Trump, like, fake news is, like, and am I reading? Am, yeah. if, is what I'm reading accurate now? Like, and that's what I think about. I don't think I don't believe anything anymore. And again, if you watch the Great Hack, my neighbors are it, yeah, it's crazy. My dude. neighbors are journalists, and I'm like, hey, what do you read? Dude, yeah, like what do you what read these, for? Like, there is viable um, like. They, there's a list out there because one on a different cast we talked about this. Um, one of the girls is really good at politics and. Uh, there was like a list of like the least biased thing, the least biased periodicals. Every every editorial is going to be somewhat biased. But right? dude, well, it's and that's influenced by marketing dollars and ads. And again, this sort of gets what kind sells, of back to the money. Right? And yeah, and that's again why I care about marketing, not about sales. But like it's influencing yeah. our reality. Reality is in the more than applied meaning. So now, what is shaping what we think about ourselves? Reality, our humans around. Us. I mean, it's a very crazy psychological process. It stems from an, a point that's. Sims from a base that's very ingenuine and it's about money, so it's our responsibility as consumers to like filter that out. We should, but we're well, we're trying. We we're just lazy did. sometimes, right? Like, well, I mean, this is new conversation though. I didn't grow up with this conversation. I no. didn't know that what I was seeing on TV was about infiltrating into my mind around my voting decision. I thought it was about me buying a certain kind of cereal or sugar or whatever. Oh yeah, but when then, you start like when you start tearing it apart, you're like, holy shit! Yeah, like, it's how it's all? And then, I mean, I always like in my head, my when I'm driving around, I'm like, I wonder if like. We investigated like this person and see like where their funding is going and like uh, the Koch brothers documentary, another one you want to watch. Yeah, on but Netflix. like just in general, like how how like I mean, yeah, we can go on. That's okay. I I just I would think this. I would I, there's the more I learn, <laughs> the less I know. It's I I think you should never underestimate the power of the dollar, strategic partnerships, and who's funding what. Because underlining, I think there's good intentions, patriotism to its finest in America. And business runs deep, man. It yeah, runs really I deep. think so too. And I, I think also like 
what we saw in the last election when Trump got elected, the, the power of the people too, right? Yeah. I think there was an extremely underserved community that no one focused on, but yeah. also to that, like, it's pay attention. This now. hate culture where, like, if you said something different than anybody else, yeah, you were completely labeled as something else. So people were like, "I'm voting this way," just because they don't want a fucking argument. But then yeah. internally, like, when I get to that voting booth and no one else could see what I'm doing, I'm gonna vote for again who I think is gonna have my best interest. And it's, well, and that's why it goes this, back to marketing and dollars and everything. Yeah, but that's literally why I started this podcast is to like a vote conversation because I really think if people really started to take even not two and a half hours or two hours, but like literally just like fifteen minutes to Sorry, understand folks, one another. Who wants to listen to Tim for two hours? Um, you understand like we're not that different at the end of the day. I'm like seventeen to twenty five casts in, and the underlying common theme is like no matter the conversation, there's such commonality more than difference. The funniest thing I uh, maybe really with this. It's the funniest thing in, in the world, and I think about it all the time, because I live right next to Regis University, which is probably a little bit more left, and I'm probably more right, and I walk my dog there every day, and I talk to people, and I interact, and I'm like, it's so funny how like, your first initial interaction with somebody, if it's, I'm walking my dog, and I'm like, hey, how are you doing? Good morning. Great. Great to see you. But if I, not saying this would happen, but like if I was like, oh, hey, I voted for Trump, like how quick that switch would turn, and yeah. like, they automatically label you as somebody different than you really are. Or, hey, I voted for Hillary. Well, that's also or changed in for... the four years, I will say. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah, Trump but... voter now is not necessarily a Trump voter. I'm not saying to no, change no, no, but, but it's like that... a different animal now. Yeah, no, but like, but in, like in general, yeah. like, and I do it too, like, or like, you see somebody like, ooh, should I change different side of the streets? But like, yeah. I saw this His really... house is literally red, white, blue. Yeah, <laughs> you know, he has a true break, which I respect. I mean, my family bleeds America. Yeah, no, and I But I they've transitioned that... from right to left. But again, I, it's not, it's, it's not like a one It's like 360, right? Like, I try to always, and like, I think it goes back to like, just like the setbacks from day one of like, not getting the Naval Academy, like these things like that, but I ended up getting the Naval Academy and like going through it and meeting people from all different walks of life of like really, truly putting yourself in somebody else's shoes like yeah. and understanding like, it's okay if you disagree with me. It's okay if you vote differently. It's yeah. okay if you have a different opinion. Like, that's why we are Americans. Like, we're allowed to have that. That's the beauty of our freedom. That's, that's the base of our freedom is right there. I don't want my friends to think everything I think. Like, yeah. I, that would be, how boring would that be, right? Like, well, even in business, there's the the presence of competition makes everybody thrive. Right. The consumer for the businesses. It's always, we, we need checks and balances. We need different that's, opinions. Yeah. We need all those things. And again, we're probably never always going to always yeah, agree. Yeah. To, to the benefit There's of fine. And like, I'm fine. Like I had plenty of conversations where like we completely disagree and I'm like, okay. I still love you. Yeah. You know, you're still a good human being. Well, and also we have different experiences. Someone might believe a certain way because they've gone through things you and I will never go through and vice versa. So we'll, we may never agree because we've never lived in the same space. But you're so right. And it goes back to your marketing, right? If you yeah. go on Facebook or like if I like something on Facebook, the algorithms and stuff like, oh, I'm going to start getting fed space. that, right? Yeah. Like now I'm yeah. starting to get fed all these hateful like messages i'm like no like i wake up and like i'm like flipping through it like i'm not saying this is me but in general like you start flipping through, you're like you wake up and you're pissed you're like i fucking hate these people and it's like, you gotta watch dude, why? they call it um influenceables i think it's been a minute since i've watched it but they literally can track it and they can track who they think can influence the most and this is here's so the thing scary. The, no in, in the american um the voting system our democracy oh, that's that's one conversation but they're actually taking societies outside of and they're doing like charitable initiatives they're pinning different cultures against each other the the power i'm generalizing a very deep message you got to watch it and i'd love to hear any feedback on anyone that's watched it but you got to see how powerful it really is and if we don't cultivate an awareness around how powerful this digital media is in our world and how much they're watching it one of the authors is like my two month old or something will have 17 
70,000 data points by the time she's 18. 70,000? 70,000. I think that's modest. That's and I don't have the message, but I'm just saying it's an awareness of knowing like how much this digital space impacts our thing. Even if you're aware, even if you have these conversations, then it's not red, blue, Democrat, Republican. It's like more of you being, I don't like to say a victim, but a, a piece of someone's monetizable puzzle. Oh yeah. I mean, so it's a deep awareness. Go back to like buying batteries, right? Like, yeah, exactly. But you're the same battery to you want the like, brand. You want the brand because you're like, I'll, I'll take Energizer, right? Like, I'm going Brand X. I'm going with the small, I try to get the small company. I even told you it's tequila, I'm like, get the one on sale. Get, yeah. get the small dog that's not in it. Yeah. <laughs> he brought it out open. Actually, it was less than half. It was less than <laughs> And that's the second time he's done it, my dude. My dude. <laughs> Maybe I took a few rips before I got here and I have deal you said that i was like oh you did that's a lot all right no. let's cast right um, now yeah no but right. i love this i mean I, I think you're doing great things and like i mean just in general i think not getting complacent and, and looking at ways to disrupt like whatever industry you're in if you're in school teaching like how do you disrupt that like how do you break up that monotony to reach that those kids on a deeper level that 15 20 30 years from now they're gonna be like that teacher was so influential. Dude, our me. teachers on our front I think our teachers really are. It sounds cliche, but really are on the front lines. Oh, my change. God. I have so many friends that are teachers, and the stories they tell me, I'm just like, are you yeah. kidding me right now? Like that's And they have more pressure than ever, man. It's And, like, I'm like, I'm thank God I'm not there because I probably chose a bitch. <laughs> you already got in trouble 80 times, dude, but you were still sorry, like, no, they're pulling really a homecoming no, king I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. But, like, <laughs> the story she tells me. But, and some like, kids need some whoopings. Like, but she goes, whatever that means, she goes, she she's like, Tim, it's not, like, I have to remember that. And that's like such self control and self internal thinking. She's like, it's not it's not the kids' fault. No. It's the at home fault. And yeah. it's like, if we're gonna change America, we're gonna change our communities. It's gotta start at home. It's gotta start at your upbringing. It's gotta start with our communities. And like, yeah. we point to the White House, we point to Congress, we point to the Senate. Like, you guys need to change this. But like, really, like, it starts here. It starts in your your home. Well, you like, can't wait for those bigger things. I hope they change. I'm 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 with that. But like, you can't wait for that to like on the greater scale to change because it may or may not. So and like, in the meantime, our kiddos are growing up. Yeah, you know. So how am I going to disrupt the industry or whatever? I don't know. That's a good question. It's always developing for me. It's. I think you already are though. Like even I I think it, we overlook and this is like some self practice I've gone through. Uh, overlook our day to day procedures of even procedures this formal, but like of just practice, like I'm just going to do the right thing. Yeah. You know what? You're just right. I'm not going to take the deal. So, I'm, I'm not going to go with this account, even though it's paywall because I don't, they don't recycle. You're right. Whatever. So what I did is, you know, like in my, in my now probably three and a half years, you know, I, there's a lot of noise in general and yeah. life and everything else. And I start looking at other people like, I need to do that. And you'd be like, this person, I need to do that. I need to do that. I need to do that. And then I start looking, I'm like, why am I not succeeding? And it's because yeah. I'm not myself. So for me, it was, okay, how do I be Tim Tackle in my everyday life? And, you know, if I do this, that, like, I'm going to be me through and through. Go back to being in the Naval Academy. Yeah, I might get in trouble. I'm not getting in trouble in the mortgage world because that's going to be prison time yes, and I don't want to do that. Oh, okay. But, that's the next step? Yeah. Prison? No. No. Like I was saying, like, okay. but I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm going to conform to the rules I need to conform to, but I'm yeah. also going to be me very much in that world. And, and I think that's translated world, like well. And, you know, I set a goal for myself this year and I, I had a goal from last year, and I over doubled my production from last year. Yes. Okay. So I did. I'm not going to say the numbers, but I did well enough okay. that like I, I more than doubled my production last year, and I I think I attributed to, you know, you can take the noise from other things and figure out like what makes sense for you, but at the end of the day, it has to be genuine. It has to be you, and it has to come from a place of of wanting to do integrity. And, yeah. And I went back to being in, you know. I never made it through SEAL training and like I have high esteem for those guys. Those are all my buddies, but it's like 
team teammate self, right? If I'm taking care of my teammate, my team first, and my teammate, and then myself, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm at some point gonna benefit. Like the same yeah. thing talking about that taking care of that client. That's never gonna work for me. That's not gonna work for me. But like I'm taking care of her first and foremost, and she's gonna hopefully come back and give me business. Maybe well, if it's not, part of the greater good. Who, if she doesn't, I don't care. Yeah. I know at the end of the day, like I helped her get in the best position possible. So yeah. I think that's where I'm disrupting it. Of you know, I don't care. Like I do care because I want the business, but because I want to pay my bills. But at the same time, I just want to make sure that people are getting taken care of. And yeah. at some point, that's all going to come full circle. And, you know, I will, my goal is to grow a team out like that. And I'll have people that, you know, we all work and we do the same thing. And fortunately, I'm at a, with a company and an office that we all pull in the same direction. We all think the same way. And my boss last year, last January, he sent me a text. He's like, hey, I failed you. And I was like, what? No. Like, no, you didn't. He's like, no, I failed you. I haven't pushed you. I haven't worked with you enough. He's like, we're going to change 2019. And I crushed the goal that he, he and I set out. And like, I had like a, a realistic goal and I had like a pretty lofty goal and I almost hit that lofty goal. Oh yeah. Okay. So put it out there. I think that's really important. It's, it's scary to hold yourself accountable because when it's out there, but. And I think the biggest thing for me was telling people my goal, right? You yeah. know, you start telling, you hold your goal and you're, I mean, there's a lot of goals that I didn't hit this year. One was like, learning how to play piano and reading a book every month. Oh, that's good. Okay. I didn't do any of those, but I did my business. <laughs> well, this is where so I'm going to be business, athletes at heart. Okay. I got my business school done. Yeah. But actually, and then I had surgery, I got so plus. I got back into swimming. Okay. And like, so oh, it's like okay. these these weird things that like, I didn't succeed in this goal, but this like new goal popped up and now I've like crushed that goal and then I okay. crushed that goal. So, and I don't think it's a, it's, it's not always like a win loss score of like, if no. you did, if you did a few of them, that's actually good. I, I've really learned to like, I think be kind. Is pretty solid. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give away a thing, but like come January one, I want to do something where I actually put something on social media just so it holds me accountable. I'm going to like challenge three people to do it. Not as like a viral water bucket challenge, but just like I'm gonna call you out because I think it's critical that like my similar entrepreneurial humans like we're clear on our goals and even if it's lofty and it's like I'm gonna have to watch this video back. But even like I look at entrepreneurs and like I so I, do, I have a networking group that I'm in charge of and I okay. run it's like 20 people that they all run their own business and I think the biggest thing is it's funny like we all go to these coaching classes yeah and we seek out these like coaches and it's like they're literally telling you the same thing that you know you but they're just holding you accountable and yeah. it's just, like professional athletes have like a coach right like. Tiger Woods has a coach. Like, yes. everybody has a coach. So, like, you need somebody that's going to challenge you and hold you accountable. And I think that's kind of, like, maybe, like, that's what Mike was for me, my boss, this year. He's, yeah. I knew, like, we have this thing. It's good. Like, every morning I'll text him good. Like, at 530 in the morning. Okay. Every so day? Like, yeah, like, hey, yesterday sucked. Good. Okay. Like, great. It's And it's kind of goes back I to, like, like that. Okay. this whole, like, montage. The only easy day was yesterday, right? Like, you got through yesterday. Great. Fantastic! That was yesterday. That was today. So like, yeah. most most mornings, like I'm up and it's like five thirty. I'm texting him good, and he's like sending me good. Or like, if I had a really shitty day or whatever it is, I I text him like a more like detail. I'm like, yesterday really sucked. That was really terrible. But like, how many even... how many are on your team? Like, how many people is he potentially conversing with? Because that's a good chunk of time. I'm assuming. It's just me and him. We do that. Oh, okay, thing. okay. So like, it's him and I. It's our little thing. Like. This is, you're probably good for him then. It's probably and I'm holding, reciprocal it, yeah, on all levels. Same thing for him. He's like, yeah. you're holding, like, as much as I, I think of it's me, like, it's a benefit to me. Yeah. It's actually a full circle benefit to him because, like, he's like, shit, like, I can't let Tim text me before 530. So there's some mornings where he's, like, at 445. I'm like, damn, I slept in. Or I'll text him at 615. I'm like, good. He's like, oh, wow, sleeping in today, huh? I'm like, 
Okay. Right? You know, well, and it's like. podcast, my bad. Yeah. <laughs> That's, I mean, I, I know the SEALs is kind of the goal, and I've, I've heard you talk about this before, and getting injured, and kind of you never speaks. But isn't it kind of serendipitous, like, he found these humans in a different respect, and like, in a different mode yeah, you may like, have not ever expected? My experience, and it's like, I bring that, like, I was there for a year, and it's like this mentality of, like, no one cares, right? Like, work yeah. harder. Like, everybody's hurt. Like, in, yeah. in SEAL training, Ranger training, Delta training, like, any kind of training, even in the corporate world, right? Like, when you're getting slammed with work, like, nobody cares, right? Like, we care, but we don't care. Like, everybody's hurting. Like, well, and then everybody's they, everybody sore. has it worse than you. Every, and you don't know how worse somebody else has. Like, I don't know, yeah. like, you could have woke up today and, like, had three families I killed. Like, yeah. and you're going to go crush your day. Yeah. Right? Like, no one knows. And, like, I think we go back to that place of humility and, like, kindness and empathy, man. empathy and, like, understanding. Yeah. Like, maybe that person's having a shitty day because, like, and that was one thing, like, I wanted to be an officer is, like, Hey, if somebody's like not performing or having a bad attitude, it's like it's probably not the work, it's probably something at home. And like when you sit down, like I pull my side, I'm like, hey, like, what's going on? I'm like, no, sir, like everything's good. I'm like, all right, for real. I'm not an officer anymore. Like, hey, what's going on? Yeah. And then they're like, boom, 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 boom. You're like, oh my God. Yeah. Holy cow. And that's a, that's a new age conversation, not, man. Yeah. Right? Like, of course you're not performing well because you have all this yeah. stuff. So I, I think. That's my big disruption, right? Like, figure out that way to, like, be a better person every day and, like, be kind and be empathetic to people and, like... Be a little more human. Be a little bit more human. Like, we're all human. We all have the same thing. We all want, this, we all want to be fat, dumb, and happy in America. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I think we do. I've always Maybe actually... Maybe not fat, but, like... Well, I mean, you know what else. I've been posting about McDonald's lately. <laughs> it's all subjective. Dude, good time burgers. I, I, just, I just... I got really hungover one day, and I was like, I'm so hungover. Like, I need something. And I was like... Good I times? love my good times. Okay. I, usually I just go to McDonald's. I always have gift cards to them, which is also weird. <laughs> hey, I mean, Olympians back at McDonald's, so pretty much I, that's Olympian, what's up. Right? Yes, exactly. Seriously. But I, I, I don't know. I think it's, again, you go back to kind of like that balance of turmeric and tequila. Like yeah. my most like successful humans, Naval Academy, but then they're on the front lines of jail of Naval Academy. And then Naval I got Academy Olympians jail, eating I mean, McDonald's. Like you just, you never judge any books by cover. No. I think balance is applicable at all times. Like don't yeah. drive yourself crazy one way or other. And the more leaders can get in those roles that can live a balanced life and they infiltrate their influence with that balanced approach, as general as that sounds, I think is how we make the world a better place. Yeah. In you know. All right. So we will, with, now that we've saved the world, what, um, oh, we're actually at low battery on our map, 2%. 220. Um, where Sorry, do we, folks. Tim, wait, no, you're welcome. Where yeah, do we welcome. find you? Where do we tell, talk about your social media? I know you're not a social guy, which I love. Most of my humans are not this. Yeah, I'm not social media. Social media, I don't do business. Well enough. Um, maybe I need a brand manager. I, I got your, <laughs> I got your back. But I mean, like, how, how would you want people to connect with you? Show you my email I mean, whatever you want. Like, social media, email. People usually we'll, either, we'll do you have a business up. phone number? I'll post it anyways, My but business whatever. number, so it's, it's kind of like, my business number is my cell phone number, and that's kind of how I operate. Like, okay. you're going to be my person, I'm going to talk to you, you have me whenever you need me, which... is tough, and it's tough to find that balance, right? But like, I, that's the clients I bring in, I'm like, this is my personal cell phone number. You can call me, text me. You can give me anytime you need me. Because going back to trust, like, this is like the biggest decision. Like, yeah. I want them to have that lifeline to me. Um, I have an email. We'll put it up. Okay. I'll post all of it. Do you have social media? You want people to follow yeah. you? Yeah. I mean, it's not that exciting, but it's cool. What are you again? Hyperlight 8. Oh, yeah. That's right. I never understood. <laughs> it's like that old like AOL screen name. You're like, shit, I should probably change that. I was that. really dead sexy, which is a little bit better than Madonna's I mean, I think. <laughs> <laughs> have you seen her guys she was really hey, dead sexy um, but okay so hyperlight eight hyperlight eight h-y-p-e-r-l-i-t-e eight or just tim tackle i think you can find me on there or you know 
Facebook, Tim Tackle. Creep.com. What was uh, Mortgage Company? Do you want to share that? Yeah, so I work for Spire Financial. We're a division of Amerifirst. Um, we were Amerifirst for the first couple of years I was there. But that name got lost. It was a great branding, right? Like Ameristar, America, like Amera, everything is everywhere. So um, our roots were as a brokerage. We were Spire Financial for like 13 years. And then, you know, there's no one like us in the name. So we went back to that. We walked, we almost walked away from the company and we're the highest producing branch wow. in the country. And we're like, if you don't help us get to where we want to be, then we're going to walk away. And they conformed to us and they said, you can be a division of our company. So we have a lot of autonomy in like what we can do with pricing and marketing and just how we operate. So disruptors and disruptors. I love this. Yeah. Cause I mean, you've definitely found your tribe. Yeah. Our VP is like a, a huge disruptor. He's like, I'm going to go in there. I'm a fun kid. Like, like stepbrothers, like I'm here to fuck shit up. He's like, they don't want, they don't want to listen and take what I. We're gonna walk, and they're like, we're a huge. I love everything about, and, and that industry really needs that. And that's what we need, and it's like it comes down to like we want to provide the best for our clients, and we want to be able to have the control over that, and we don't want the corporate to have control over that because they don't know our market, yeah. right? Like every market's different. Denver's completely different than a San Francisco or San Diego or, you know, Billings, Montana, or yeah. you know, like Paris, Texas, or something like that. Like every market is different, so being able to allow us the opportunity to like I mean for the longest time like my website had like a housing like Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.